This podcast recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. And we are back for another edition of the SVS Fly Fishing Podcast. Around the table tonight, we have the usual suspects, starting with Urban Fly Company's Mark Burns, big man on the board, Chris Sims. We also have Jim Franklin. I'm Jay Thompson. And on tonight's show, we will also have a short chat with our friend Chris Raz. And maybe the EMTs. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I forgot to breathe there for a second. <laughs> Chris, Chris, take your breath away, huh? Put, put a couple extra words in that beginning, and it just, man, really sucked the wind out of me. <laughs> Almost went down. I did. <laughs> um, other than that, we're going to be talking about, uh, we're going to do a little bag talk. Um, just, you know, bags you take down to the creek, your, your fishing bags, what you use. Uh, we're going to do uh, Mark and Jim went out fishing. Uh, it sounded like an exciting day. Um, no fish to the bank, but hey, that's not always the most important part. I guess it is. But you know, what are you gonna yeah, say? it's definitely a pause. But uh, I did. Uh, we Jim had some flatheading fun. Uh, I went out for bowfin. We'll get a hold of Raz. He wants to uh, talk about a float we went on and uh, some smoked chicken mm. with Chris. He wants to do a little uh, smoker's corner. So we're gonna do a little bit of that with him as well. Um, might talk a little bit of fly design along with uh, the bowfin uh, and uh, an airing of grievance that I had against something that was brought into my boat. Oh, two of two airing of grievances for things that have been brought on my boat. So I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start checking bags before guys <laughs> are getting into my boat from now on. Um, there's gonna be a uh, full pat down. Um, who knows? I'd be like TSA. I do, have, I do have a pair of rubber gloves. Yeah, it's gonna be like TSA. Next That'll thing be know, the favorite part of your day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bend over. <coughs> and again, we'll, we're gonna, we're going to finish our night out with some beast talk. So it should be a good night. Again, we're going to talk about the beast till it's over. Yeah, and then we'll probably talk about next year's. Yeah, um, and it's soon. It's coming fast, man. Yes. Hey, but before we get to all that, who are we sponsored by Mark? We got Yeti built for the wild. Sims Fishing. Check them out. SimsFishing.com. A Rex fresh and salt water, and we've got Cortland. Freshwater, saltwater, they've got everything you need there. Check out Cortland Lines. Friends of the show, we have Ryan Evans up at Queen City Guiding, Michael Davis at Down to Earth Wealth Management, Thomas Shank at Chippewa River Custom Rods, our buddies over at Musky Fool, and the Nittany Valley Musky Alliance, sponsors of the Beast of the East. Nice job there. Thank you. Well done. <coughs> so, uh, how are you doing? We're going to do. Yeah, you're going to make it. I'm dying over here. No, I'm dying. I'm, I'm very <laughs> tired. Um, I went to a local, um, I guess it's a brewery, winery, seltzery, whatever. Uh, they sell everything that has alcohol in it. Don't and they just call that a bar? Uh, no, this is like an outdoor. <laughs> it's it's called Nova Cellars. It's like this big outdoor thing. Uh, it, it's got different buildings or different, you know, and they have a big pond. The kids can play at playground. Parents can listen to live music, have a couple drinks. Oh, that's cool. It's all outdoors. It's a pretty nice little place. Uh, locally, so my wife and my sister wanted to go, and I figured, hey, I'll go too. Well, my wife's driving, so what does Jay do? He takes advantage of the seltzer drinks that are way—they're way too easy to go down, and they're way too strong, mm -hmm. and the uh, ciders that are great. Somehow you got overserved. <laughs> no, somehow I'm just sitting out there. I'm just hey, hanging out. No, I, I was fine until I got home, and then made other you know terrible decisions. And next thing I know, I'm spinning. <laughs> so, and this is today. This was last night. <laughs> oh, last night. You know, so uh, 
fun night. We had a great time up there, you know, and but uh yeah, that goes you know, that that was why I'm so tired today. And That's then I woke right. up and go, went fishing all day with my buddy. That's awesome. But before, you know, we'll get to some of that other fishing talk later, I want to talk some bags. Yeah, we were we were talking outside uh, about what, you know, what what bag do each of us use? What's the, what are the pros and cons and can you get by with just one? Uh, and so me personally, I've been looking at the Yeti waterproof backpack <clears throat> for a long time now and I just haven't been able to pull the trigger. And Mark was saying you know, it's a it's an awesome backpack. It's waterproof. It's damn near invincible, but it's not it's not set up for fishing, right? Correct. I mean, it's that's like my musky bag or my all day bag. Like if I'm doing like a quick trip, I'll have a sling I use. But that's nice because I can take and put like one like a little three reel case right in the bottom. Put a couple spare spools. Put your leader material, extra leaders right in it. Take like a little cliff box, drop it right in the top. Then you got room you can put your food and whatever else you need in around it. But that's, I mean, you have like a little slot in the back to kind of divide there, and that's it inside of it. So it's just like pretty much a big open hole. Now you got like add the side case where you can put like a water bottle in, and then you got the front piece you can add on. So there's like another, you know, additional storage room. But but you can't buy that front piece right now. No, you can't buy that front piece now. So you're pretty much stopped there. So that it is nice because you can just throw everything in it. It's, you know, especially for like salt water when you're on the flats and what have you. It's going to be right. perfect for that. But it'd be nice to have something that was designed for fly fishing. So you got like a little more, you know, organization, divider stuff. Well, do you think that someone could craft an insert for that? And would oh, you want sure. it to be? And I guess you'd want it to be vertical, not horizontal, right? Because it's not a camera bag where you can zip it the whole way around. It's just, you know... Um, a, zip, a zipper along the top, per se. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it could be just depends on what you're using it for. And, you know, I mean, like, I'm obviously putting big, bigger boxes in there for people that are putting smaller stuff and shirts and, you know, rain jackets and, you know, what have you. It's a little different. Sure. So I guess, I don't know. But that is, as, as a bag itself, yeah, it's a bulletproof bag. And it's wa it's waterproof and everything. Yeah, it's full waterproof. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it's comfortable and it's. I mean, I use it. You know, when Jim and I were out Wednesday. I mean, anytime I'm doing most of my walk and wait for muskie, it's it's the bag I'm taking with me. My 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 go to. Uh, I have a camera bag that's water resistant, right? Like I can't submerge it, but if it gets rained on, we're okay. Uh, and it's it's a proper camera backpack. So the back of it zips off, zips completely open, and it folds open. And I can access everything. But I carry my camera, my drone, my GoPro. Uh, and when I take it fishing, uh, it's got enough pocket, uh, area that I can put two extra spools in there uh, and, some, and some line. But I don't, I don't need a lot of leader material because most of what I do is musky fishing. So I've got that little leader wallet with five tied up leaders. And if I go through five leaders in a day, I've done something incredibly wrong where was your camera bag when you caught this so-called musky not with me and the kid uh, uh, okay all that oh, he kind of flown a drone up there and took seven pictures of the musky but not that day not that day just wondering okay no <laughs> i i wish i took the drone i wish i took the drone out more Right? Like, every time we try to do it... No, you just wait to surprise me with it. <laughs> <laughs> Who the heck's watching me with this drone? What's going on right now? Oh, no, it's just Chris up there on the hill. That was funny. I uh, So, M Mark was out fishing 
uh, a local lake. And I knew he was out there, and my kids wanted to go to that lake just to play at the playground. And uh, so we got down there, and the kids are playing. And I said, you know what? I'm going to get the drone out, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fuck with Mark a little bit. <laughs> so I, I flew the drone up, and I, and I looked around the entire lake for him, and I couldn't find him. I'm like, where the hell is he? So I go back in this one little secluded area, and he's sitting there having lunch. So I drop the drone in, and I zoom it in while they're having lunch. And I see them notice it, and they look at it, and I'm like, eject. So I pull it back out. (laughs) (laughs) And I bring it back down to the other side of the lake. And then I start taking pictures of, because the lake was super clear then. So I started taking pictures of the bays and structure, trying to get an idea of, like, aerially, what does this actually look like? Which has been super beneficial. But then I saw him out in the middle of the lake, and I was like, all right. And I zoomed it back out i just hovered it right above them and just and i saw him look up and they're both staring at it and he gives it the bird and i shoot him a text and i'm like yeah it's me and before i can send it mark calls me he's like are you out here right now flying a drone (laughs) (laughs) like yeah yeah it's me but i have a i have the sims sling pack which is what i normally wear Right. Is that uh, the full waterproof one, or is that the... No, it is not waterproof no, not at all. Waterproof. Yeah. Not at all. Uh, that's what I wear up on the Cape, and if I'm just doing like a quick, smally trip, like a walk and wade or something, I I love that little that little sling pack, but it is not waterproof at all. Yeah, and I notice whenever you go to the waterproof ones, you lose, you know, most of them lose a lot of the functions with them, so like the drop bag or stuff, what have you, and mm-hmm. it doesn't seem to have as, you know, as many as the, you know, non-ones. Yeah, and so that that was part of my initial question: is can you just have one bag? Boy, I don't know. And I don't, I don't. If you do one kind of fishing, yes, yes. If but you're always on a boat or you're always just walking the flats, yes. Yeah, but like going for like smallmouth, I don't want that big yeti bag on. Right, yeah. you know, just a nice little bag. It's usually hot out. You don't need that much stuff. A lot of time, one little box is all you need for a couple hours. Half the time you can get away without a bag, but right put water and stuff in i don't know i mean yeah like you said if you do one type of fishing one type of fishing only yeah one bag's gonna work but yeah switching around i think you need sling or like if you're not getting in deep water the waste packs are nice there's a lot of really really nice waste packs out there too as a chubbier fellow they're not my favorite because <laughs> it makes it look like I'm wearing an inner tube <laughs> and it just gets in the way the old fanny pack yep and i like my sling packs to have almost nothing in front I just want a tiny little bit up, up, up front, like a, like a little pocket for. To get the g-string of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> packs. That's right. So a pocket for forceps and a and a little thing for nippers. I don't want I don't want a bunch of storage on the front. I used to have a fish pond backpack, that was the big backpack, and then on the straps it had these big huge holsters that oh. came out. It's like the nymphin rig there. Yeah, and you could fit everything in there, but you can't cast or land a fish or it's just it's just it was just too much. <clears throat> it's in the way. I li- I like I cuz I've used just one sling, sling pack forever and I I do like to like tend to have my boxes set up, you know, with if I'm going to be, you know, doing a walk and wait, I have an empty box I could just go to the bigger, you know, streamer box, boom mm-hmm. boom boom, throw seven eight flies in it for the night. You know, then you could just keep Yep. Having different things you have can just toss in there. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Your home boxes that have all your flies in them. and Unless mm-hmm. you're going in the boat. If you go in the boat, then you're just throwing everything in there. Bags, yeah. everything you got. 
Yeah, I mean, that's like with the musky flies. I got, you know, I got three now, and I'm going to eventually have to have four boxes. It's like when I walk and wait, it's a little box now, and I just kind of have them as a home box. Okay, this is what we're going to need today. Boom, 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 boom. Goes in the little box, and then it gets thrown in. Yeah, I've got that big just-in-case box that I just I put in the boat. I do most of my fishing out of a boat. Yeah, it's not good for walking weight. No, no. no. <laughs> he makes a little travel case, but it's... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That only carries like four or six flies now. Yeah. And it looks like a, I don't even, I don't know how to describe it. Uh, It looks like it's awful to carry around. So those are great for boats. And I mean, you got guys now doing the entire bow of their boat in those boxes. That's one of of his um, just-in-case boxes. You can literally stand on it and walk on it and all your flies are underneath you. Or most of those are gear guys, but. Yeah, they're super sweet. Huh. Speaking of boats, if anybody has any input on the uh, 16-foot deep V-Ranger, hit me up. I'm curious to hear about it. Yeah, you you, you had been set on a boat for so long. I had, and then I had no idea that this even existed, (laughs) and then I came across it like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. I'm amazed by the price point, man. That's right there. Yeah, that's a very well-priced boat. Especially yeah, if you plan nice on stepping it down a little. Yep. I mean, yeah, I can only put a 20 on, so it kind of makes the price point of buying a new boat pretty nice when you're only dealing with a 20 horse. Yeah, 150s are expensive. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> no sense me. I mean, I don't no sense me having one bigger net. Yeah, what would you need that for? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, everywhere you go is 20. And then anywhere that isn't, by the time you get your boat on a plane, you're already taken back off of it again. That's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, do you guys want to move on from bag talk and yeah. talk a little bit of fishing? You and Jim went on a uh, trip. That was probably, you know, if we're going in order, that was probably first. Yeah, so. we uh, we went and did a little walking adventure the other day, and we uh, got up and we hit it pretty early trying to get that bite window with the temperature as cool as it was that morning. But... uh it was a good. It was nice. We had seventy-two water temp that yeah. morning. It was nice. It was mm-hmm. chilly. I was wearing a hoodie. It was nice. Nice little change of pace. Chris got, finally got to go outside in a pair of shorts. Yeah. <laughs> First time you can put on anything <laughs> over the underwear was cool enough. <laughs> it's been hot. So how how'd you how'd it go? Uh, it went good. Uh, first thing in the morning, I uh, I'm fishing on one side of this this point, and Mark's on the other side, and. I mean, you're within that first five, ten minutes of fishing, and all I hear is a loud outbreak of splashing. And I happen to turn over, and Mark's just got this stern look on his face as he's figurating. He's just staring at me like you could tell the disappointment. And there's just <laughs> so much disturbance on the water in front of him. Well, the sucker just came out of nowhere and smashed it, and like right as I was like pointing a rod to hit him, the fly just poop, came right back up. I mean, he just came. 10, 12 inches up out, like his head came to hoy out with it, but he must have just had like the tail or something. And as soon as his head hit the water, it like pulled everything back down, and then boom, the fly just came shooting back up. Oh. You, uh, you win. I'm a good. I'm a sheet. <laughs> yeah, yeah just there's nothing you can do there. It was like perfect position, too, right where I wanted him high right, and he shot up from under it and like ate it straight, like up, curling away from me. So as soon as he hit the water, I mean, all I had to do was have the rod straight and just pretty much bring, and right. he was hooked, lift straight up, break his head, and he was money. It's like right exactly where you want him to get it. And didn't get the hook. 
Nice size? Eh, 33, 34. Yeah. yeah. Not horrible. I got to see a good bit of them. But just, yeah, couldn't do anything with it. Anything Anything after that? Were you, uh, were you, well, were you uh, retrieving fast? Were you pulling it with, I mean, is it? I mean, well, I with this temperature now, bulkhead, right? yeah, I switched, I'd, I'd thrown one fly and then I switched over and I was, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm working it at, at a steady pace the whole way back and then right as soon as it goes in a rod tip, quick movement and then just ripping quick into the eight and then making just a fast straight down. So more or less trying to get them enticed till I can get them out to the edge of the rod tip. And then from there is where I'm, I'm getting like the eat or trying to get them to eat at. I'm not so much with his water as low as and clear as it was before these storms really looking for him to eat out. It's just, I don't think it's going to happen too often. You're going to have him falling right back to you. So just get him engaged, keep it moving, keep him on it, and then boom, go right into speed as soon as you go into that eight and make them turds hard, harden down. You uh, you said it was a red bulkhead? Yeah, red bulkhead. You just, I know you brought some of them here, like, what was it, a week or two ago? Yeah, to make a pile of them. So I'm like, I'm making one extra of these for myself. And sure, it worked. Fish good. Was Fish it really well. Is it that super bright red you, you had mm-hmm. on the... Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. fish is well. Mm-hmm. And bulkheads are nice. About eight eight inch fits right into that, you know, main profile you're looking for. And mm-hmm. Swims a lot like a, you know, like a single Buford does. Has that glide style. I just think the nice part about them is it gets down in like now. Mm-hmm. Not quite <coughs> as, as buoyant. Yeah, I mean, right now, this time of year, you definitely can dial your size back and... A little more speed, get fish moving. And when yeah. would you use that over a Buford? In areas that I don't want that fly taking any time on the water. I don't want disturbance going under the water. I just want that fly to hit and move now. So when it's low like this, I don't want that disturbance of that fly. I mean, I want a fly just getting to him. I, and when it's low and clear, I don't want it hitting and making a lot of noise. I don't want that first strip pulling that head down under where this is still going to hover up top like I want it to, but as soon as it hits the water, strip, and it's just, boom, going right down in with it. That's where I would say I prefer it. It's a good explanation. It's a little bit lighter. <coughs> yep. But uh, then... Uh, that's Jim. He's the one that catches all the fish on him. Yeah, I love that bulkhead. He yeah. fishes that's it everywhere. Yeah, it's a, it's I slept with that fly for like a whole two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all his fish came on that, and that was just a white and chartreuse mm-hmm. one there. Yeah, that fish had five... Five fish on it. Well, that fly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so really, it's... And he fished that from lakes to rivers to creeks everywhere mm-hmm. and got, you know, so... Yeah, they can be fished anywhere. It's just... It's an eight-inch bait fish. What does he need an eight-inch bait fish? Yeah, it's on the menu for pretty yeah. much anything. Give it to me for five minutes. I'll probably get a stupid largemouth with it. I was going to say, <laughs> you could catch a nine-inch largemouth yeah. on it. <laughs> uh, but uh, later on in the morning too, uh, he moved. Like after he moved his fish, we started, you know, walking around and everything, and kind of, you know, starting to cover ground because the temperature is getting warmer quick. And uh, we ended up going over to the spot that had this fast water in it, and we moved fish out of this spot before, both of us. So he's up fishing above me on this boulder, and I'm down right below him. And there, I got these two boulders that are like halfway submerged out in front of me. And I could see there's like this big little cutout right behind it. So I fired one out right through it. I switched over to a uh, a minnow, just, you know, downsizing a little bit. But I went with a perch pattern one. Mm-hmm. And I had that fish come right out from behind that boulder, and he charged it. As soon as I seen him, I sped the fly up coming back to the bank, and it just got too shallow too quick. He seen me. He just turned off. I had no shot at even figure eight in him, but 
he was on a mission. He was on kill mode coming out from behind that rock. That's cool, though. It's cool to it watch. gets me pumped for the fall. Gets yeah. me really wanting to throw musky flies more and more and more and more and more. Yeah, right. these these little windows are nice. Like I'm like it's nice. Like I'm looking forward. We don't get much time for musky right now. It's a water temperature, so it's like we're just watching, going like, okay, these couple nights these are gonna drop. We're gonna get a few hours, and it's kind of fun going and hitting them for a little bit. But we missed it. Like even in, like in between that, um, I was fishing, and Jim's like, you would just hear blow up, and he's like, hey, there's a few fish coming. So I'm just casting at them, and there's just like a string. They're like daisy chain, oh, three yeah. of them. Like tarpon. Yep. Yeah. And they did it back and forth and just kept going around, and then they go back in, blow it up. You throw a fly at them, they'd swim right past it, and then they daisy chain right back in, and something else would get killed and turn around, throw a fly at them. They'd swim right past it again, and it's like, all right, well, this isn't going to work. Kind of watched them for a minute and then just let them be, and they just stayed down in and just kind of spun around in this area for, I don't know, maybe – Solid forty-five to an hour. Yeah, what were, mean, they, what were they eating? Probably little suckers or smallmouth. I mean, I seen a bunch of little bluegills too. Was so there? I mean, it there could have been them too. Oh, there's a little little baby smallmouth in there, like crazy. Remember, I was yeah. standing, I was like, "Oh, it's a little baby small." Like, there's like a whole bunch of little three-inch smallmouth. Oh wow! So I but bet they were. Thing. Yeah, but they were going in there and gorging on them. And like, I'd never seen one like that, and it was just plain as day. It was in like two inches of water, sitting right there, and like bent down. I'm like, no kidding. It was cool. Never seen cool. one that small. The size of the carp that we've seen, though. Oh, my. Yeah, there's some, some tank, tank carp. I bet you those carp were that one big one. Man, I bet you he was every was bit 14, of 15. I bet you he was every bit of, yeah, probably not. I bet you that one was bigger than that. Think so? Yeah, yeah. that one was definitely pushing a 20-pound fish. That was a chunky one. He was just real wide, and he was just a submarine swimming around. Well, where was your damselfly at? You didn't take it with you? Yeah, I didn't, it's not coming with me whenever I got the 12 weight and the 10 weight. Yeah, and piggybacking this thing's like a 15, 16-inch smallmouth. <laughs> just nice. about, what, probably eight carp swimming around mm -hmm. and another like half dozen smallies just all looping in and just swimming like all in behind them. Try to D&D &D at them. But Safety in numbers. Well, that When you're blazing sun and it's getting hot quick at like 10 o'clock they're just like all the activity i mean you could tell i mean it's that that early morning when it's like that there's activity on the water a lot of stuff's moving birds are chirping fish are getting blown up and then that sun creeps up over that trees and it's like all right time to go home and there's Everything a done. lot of fish eating it's not like you have like one here and one there i mean they're blowing up all over the place in there that's a very nice spot yeah mark was saying we got the weather coming which yeah, it looks like 1st of August, we're going to at least get a little break. I mean, you know we're going to get scorched again at some point into August, but we got, what, three straight days of 90s, and then we're going to have a storm over the weekend. It looks like starting 1st of next week, we might get a break for at least a couple mornings out, two or three nights in the straight in the low 50s with highs in the mid-upper 70s. That'll keep the temps down at least. We had some doozies of a storm last week. We got We got two inches of rain at home. Yeah, we did too. Two inches, and we got the, that bad. We were we were sitting on the front porch, and I'm watching the storm because I I love it. <coughs> and the kids are out there with me. We're watching the lightning and the wind. And Claire's phone goes off because she's got those uh, emergency alerts, and she's from Illinois, so like tornadoes don't spook her really because she's been through a bunch. But I I don't know if having kids has has changed that but she came out and she's like we're going to the basement i was like mm, are we though like it's just a, it's a tornado warning which means 
they've seen rotation and there could be a tornado, but I mean, you go to church every month. We're probably pretty safe. <laughs> she's like, no. You're hedging your bets. <laughs> That's right. She's like, no, we're going to the basement. I went, all right. So we go down there and my tub of Transformers from when I was a kid are down there. So the kids are going crazy. Oh, they're loving it. They broke my original Devastator. Which, oh, no. Yeah. I knew it was going to happen, right? Like, I didn't treat it well as a kid, so it wasn't a, it wasn't a collectible. But, yeah, they, they, they broke one of the guys. You went 90, they took it 10. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it. We'll but finish it from here, Dad. We were all sitting in this room right here. TV on. Yeah. Watching TV for about 20 minutes. Yeah, it was about 20 minutes. We were in yeah. the basement. I we have a Mandor, and I was up watching, still watching the storm. And I'm like, look, if if it gets really windy, I'll come downstairs. I was but. stopping water from coming in my Mandor, the one that we go out. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was coming in there, and thank Jeez. gosh, I I caught it right as it started coming in. So then I was able to get the shop back on it. It only was a shop back worth of water. I got to fix the, a few things out there. Make sure my uh. Think the corner of my uh, gutter is broke. Dream. So yeah, I gotta I gotta get it oh, all fixed yeah. up, and I I think I could handle that. I would you know? hope. I think so. So hopefully that's all gets all done. But that was a quite a, it it, it raised the water a little bit. It did. We, we, we floated in some higher water because of it, so it was good for the fish. I felt like. Yeah, I was in my uh, truck driving home from work oh. during all that on seventy nine. Everybody was doing like thirty seven miles an hour. It was fun. Yeah. It was a long drive home. It was dodgy. Like the wind and the rain and but it was good. We needed it. Had some little bit of hail mixed in there too for a minute. I guess uh from what I heard up at work, I guess Portersville actually did get a tornado touchdown. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't I mean there were some trees down across roads and stuff, but nothing our way. It was a horrible driving experience. I highly I don't wish that on anybody. Yeah, it sounds awful. Well we awful. have a we have about a, we have a hard out. So we're gonna we're gonna take a little break. We're gonna come back with our buddy uh, Chris Raz, and then we'll do uh, the rest of our fishing that we've been doing the last couple of days. Hey, and we're back with our good buddy Chris Roslonski. Uh, I know him better as Chris Raz. I, I like it. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm a Raz guy. We just we always just call you Raz. So I just learned your last name tonight, and I feel great about it. Yeah, you're just Raz, man. Just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> hey, that's what I always say as well. Um, we took a great float yesterday. I had a really good time on it. Uh, the water changed a little bit. Didn't know I didn't look before actually, and I probably should have. Uh, Would have expecting nothing less of you. Well, you know, hey, <laughs> you take what, 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 what was it? Well, here's the thing. The ultimate thing was was it really going to change what I was going to do, whether it was this or that? So no. So it's only going to help know. you in that situation. Oh sure. Yeah, and I was like, I hope it actually went up yeah. a little bit. And um, so we actually got good good weather. And, you know, you, you uh, gave me a call earlier in the week, and we put a little plan together on a nice little float. Uh, we thought it might be poppers, but with the uh, water going up, it ended up being some crayfishing. So uh, Chris was really resilient at first, or resistant at first, to put on a crayfish. Uh, you stuck with the popper for quite a while. That's what I like to do, whether it's uh, any kind of warm water fishing. If I can get away with musky fishing with a popper, bass with a popper, even today, bluegill fishing with a popper, until they tell me you got to go to the Royal Coachman. Let's have some fun upstairs. 
What are you trying to do with it right now? Like slow, methodical, or are you keeping steady pace? What's your what's your approach right now? This time of year, especially uh, until yesterday, most of the stuff I was fishing has been super low. So it's been actually kind of long leaders, long casts, and then just barely twitching that 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 bug. Yep. And you kind of pop with a little bit of rubber legs in it. And you get the biggest takes when you're not moving it at all. It just kind of ticks them off long enough, and you rush them up and have a whack. Time to die. But not yesterday. That's my smallmouth popper strategy. You know, make a ripple every now and then. Don't really pop it. Uh, and just let it sit there and let it float. If you've got a guy on the oars, that's good enough. Which, I mean, Jay will tell us that you did. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the best. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only the best. So, uh, yeah. What's that... your What's your PayPal account again? <laughs> <laughs> you have him in circles 20. yesterday? Chris? What? Yes, sir. Did you have him in circles yesterday like you had Jim and I? Uh, on purpose circles though, because we were going to land monster fish all day. Yeah, sticks, by the way. he was on the sticks for one of the bigger fish. Yeah, it was that was a fun time. Uh, Up and down through a couple riffles. Uh, we didn't break anything, and we didn't lose any fish because of my rowing. So that's plus two. Well, Nicely done. We we can start early in the morning. We got to the takeout and uh, pick you up, and I noticed, you know. Wow, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff here, a lot of a lot of food trucks, a lot of weird things going on down here. Yeah, you know we're not gonna pay any attention to anything. Go and you know get our coffee at Speedway and uh, be on our way. You know, I didn't think about it. Didn't think about anything. And this will come. You know, this will all come around in the end of the story of our float today or yesterday. I'm sorry. Uh, and get up there and. No fish out right off the bat, but we got down and uh, we found we found something was working. Uh, <clears throat> putting a crayfish pattern or just a brown fly, you know, getting it down, hopping on the bottom, with the, with the water being up and and a little little darker, the fish weren't gonna move four feet. You know, they're gonna move two feet, but you know they're not gonna just you gotta put the flies down by them and you know give them what they want. But the funniest thing, first fish that we think we hooked was uh, Pops got into that uh, decent-sized catfish, you know, for, for a seven weight. And uh, on, a, on an actual chartreuse and uh, white game changer. Nice. And uh, that you were who was, you were on the sticks for that one, weren't you? Flathead? Or was I on the sticks for that one? I can't remember. I netted the, I netted the first catfish, and I was on the, on the sticks for the second one. Yeah, so it, it's in the riffle. It's and so it's it was a it was a tough little uh battle with this catfish that was in like in the riffle riffles like and I, I mean we started down through first one and dad's like oh fish fish right away and I'm like oh my gosh you know and then we actually ended up like getting that fish unhooked got good pictures got in a nice little eddy uh behind an island little spot and uh, went back out, and right away, still in them, like in that riffle, he hooked up to a nice, uh, nice little smallmouth too. So yeah. we were noticing we were early with that, with that, uh, just that jiggy motion getting down more. Yeah, then uh, so you know at that point I was, uh, I got on to the sticks after that, and uh, 
I put that fly that Zach had sent me, and wonderful fly, uh, that looked like it kind of had like a D&D head, but that doesn't really, it's not quite as buoyant as uh, deer hair. That thing was digging down, and it didn't have too much of an erratic motion. It almost had more of a sid motion, where it was more like you were saying, like a little more of a hopping motion. Boy, but it it got down. It was a big fly, and it looked like a crayfish. Mm-hmm. And uh, that second, uh, that not to go back a little bit, but that crayfish or that smallmouth my dad caught had a huge crayfish claw puked up. Remember that? Or that might have been my yeah, fish. Lobster, lobster claw. Yeah, lobster claws are coming out of. You know, small mouse mouth. So you're like, well, I mean, what are we gonna do here, boys? I'm gonna sure, go. Put on some crew, we're gonna match the hatch. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. So, uh, I only had one complaint, and uh, I was noticing Chris wasn't. We were, my dad and I were hooking a decent amount of fish, and all of them decent size. Um, but Whoa. Chris, you you weren't you weren't hooking anything, man. Yeah. Why was that, Chris? Made a mistake. I made a mistake on someone else's boat. What was I that? I made a mistake on my boat, but it was a mistake of not asking somebody before boarding their boat. I'll say that. What was the mistake, Chris? Brought a, brought a banana. Is it like sacrilegious that like you need to have like permission prior to, and then it is okay? Is that how this works now? Like a banana is okay with permission yeah, or at least to board? Ahead of time. It's like if you like someone. Oh, you might have to bring my handgun camping with us. No, I don't. I would please don't. <laughs> <laughs> the handgun camping, I'd say please do. The banana, I would have said sure, eat, sure. eat here. But, but I'm giving a, I'm giving a for example. I got you, but I, I would have said eat it right here at the pudding. Just eat it sure. now. That would have sure. been fine. You could have ate it right there, put it in the garbage, threw it at the geese sure. up there, whatever. I mean, I, mean, I did go Debbie Dallas out, didn't I? And got rid of it quick. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you <laughs> ate it sideways it came, all at once. It came out of my ears. But then, but then we rubbed off the skunk. Right on. The wiggle turd came out. Yes, the wiggle turd. So wiggle I, turd? <laughs> I think I might have lost the wiggle turd. No. Today. Yeah, I'm not it's sure. Not yesterday. No, today. I took it no. off to put another fly on. I don't know. I haven't been able to locate it yet. But I tied these little scalping game changers. They look they look hideously ugly, but they do catch fish. They get down and they work. Uh, they work. I don't know. They just work. They look like crap. I mean, they don't look good. They look like a turd in the water. <laughs> I mean, it looks okay. like it looks like oh, what happens three poop. hours yeah. after a twenty-two ounce draft yingling, a bucket of wings, and a back bucket of onion rings from the lube looks like. Is what what it looks like, quite frankly. Wow. Very That's oddly wheels and dives and catches fish. Oddly specific. <laughs> There's so. foreshadowing for the events once I got home. Makes yeah. me wonder what inspires you to tie some of your flies now. You know, I w- me, uh, uh, just a scalping, whatever it looks like. It's got to get down there. You know, has has a couple of peck fins on it. They had, it, had, it had feather peck fins even. Come on. It wasn't that bad. Just looked like a turd. No, it no, looks like a turd it, in the it water. Just looked like a turd. It swam awesome. And it worked. I caught two fish in half an hour, and then the city shut us down. We're yeah. Coming too hot. Oh man. What so, happened? So we well we can go back just a second because we were at one spot Sorry. that I wanted to. Uh, no, no, that's what I was just gonna say. No, no wipers. Hmm. Uh, and and I thought hmm. the high water. I I was guaranteeing myself like in my head before we got there that when we got there like the high water was gonna have them in there. 
have them moving around. Have them want, want to eat. I didn't, I was totally, I don't know. I was in awe. I was just flabbergasted that we did not, not see any of them, not get even a swipe. Really? Yeah, one good small mouth, but uh, I was bummed. No, I was fully prepared to go uh, hook one in that fast water and go full Beck Brad Pitt down the stream. <laughs> I just ride it. Just jump in and ride it. You know, I've always thought of you as, as the Brad Pitt of, of the group of us. I've been mistaken twice now. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to find this hard to believe, but I have not. <laughs> so we're back at once. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, well, Chris, I can explain what, what he was saying. Like, he was standing uh, on the upper side, like walking across the top of it. So, you know, that can be a little intimidating at, you know, 400. You know, it's not it's not really cuz it's 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 got like so much moss on it at this point. It's like walking in on felt. Mm-hmm. It's like you got your foot's all padded. It's not slippery at all. So, it's not really that bad. It looks a little worse. The, it looks more intimidating yeah, the, 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 than the it really is. The 15-year-old teen sandals with the outsoles of a foam shoe weren't my friends. Yeah. No, no, but it was probably not. But it just fine because it was kind of like walking on felt. So they they made you stop? No, well, that at that point, that's what he was oh. saying. He would, if he'd have hooked one, he no, would have just jumped off sorry. that top end. Oh, and swimming, now I'm trying. Like Brad. Yeah. But. Poor foreshadowing. Did yeah. you try the air casting? What did, is that? Is that what they called it in the movie? What the hell did they call it? Were oh. You, uh, I don't remember. Oh, what the hell? I mean, it's basically false casting, but they they called it trying to get the fish to rise, so you cast over it so many times. Oh, sure, yeah, we I I do that with hybrids, man. That was in a. I mean, it was in, it was in a river runs through it, but I don't remember what they shadow casting. Shadow casting, I think that's what he called it. And uh, we're, we're gonna go with shadow casting then. Right on. But Brad's did a great job rowing, yeah. for sure. We hooked a, like Dad hooked another catfish throughout the float too, and he was he was rowing, and he had stopped the boat, you know, at one point, and uh, and it got a little weird. We were in decent <laughs> fast current, and he didn't put the anchor rope back into the thing. He was trying to feed the put the anchor rope in that was going the opposite way back through. My last, oh, like, yeah. um, what would that be called? A, uh, the wheel, like one of the wheels, mm-hmm. a pulley. pulley. The last pulley. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I was, I was searching there for it. Last pulley. And so he was trying to put it the opposite way, and, but the, the boat was stopped. So we were, Dad helped him out, got him kind of situated, pulled the anchor up for him so he could start rowing well, and everything was pretty good after that. Nice. But another fish got, you know, caught. Not to mention our fly retrieval yesterday was a thousand percent. Yeah, we did some crazy fly retrievals. That was not none none got wet. None in the well. Obviously, if you're if you're going to be bouncing crayfish on the bottom, yeah, you're going to find a body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a shopping. We we hooked one shopping cart. Mm -hmm. You know, one yeah, like you said, uh, uh, we had a uh, what was it? A hooker. Porsche. No, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 an actual wheel, a wheel from the car, rusted out wheel. That was nice. Um, yeah. that was good for the rod attempt. Oh yeah, they're great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark hooked a boat in my river once. 
I remember. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Close, like, man. How am I? How am I on this boulder? You're like, it's not a boulder. It's the underside of a boat. It. It's a boat. There. That's right. None of them twenty feet up in trees. No, no, no. You I don't think no. so. You didn't have Rick on the boat with you. Then. Well, no, he did. Yeah, we did. And he, he <laughs> no, not your Rick. Our Rick. Oh. <laughs> Rick Ellier. My dad's good for that too, oh. though. Mm-hmm. King of fishing for musky and trees. <laughs> Must be those old guys that just cast really high into the trees, and yeah, dad has the same same way. Old men. Hey man, hey man. Hats off to Rick for kicking some ass yesterday, though. Yeah, he did. Like I said, that boat around, rowing, netting. He's a fish you got to have around. It. Yeah, chucking that boat up in the truck. We gotta get him a ski this fall. Yeah, he needs he needs another ski in his life. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, he's definitely a fish you got to have around. Um, I, PJ was gonna go, but he decided to go golfing, and uh, so Dad was a, you know always the hey pops, you ready to go? So yeah. always a good feeling. So that was great. It was great having him out there. Um, he he always just wants wants to sit in the back of the boat and hook all the fish. That's the only thing. If he's good at that. Now, Raz, you live down in uh, Franklin County, right? In what territory? Do you live down in Franklin County? Are you that far south? Franklin County? No, I'm just south of Pittsburgh in Washington County. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. So that's not a bad drive up this way for you. No, it was, uh, the maps were saying about 24. It was real foggy yesterday morning, so it was like an hour and a half. Drove past the I was... Took my time coming home. We'll say that yesterday. It was just so bright. I had a pretty good headache going, but about an hour and a half home with traffic and stuff. But no, happy to visit the the valley of the shenanigans. I went. I went down to. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Down to Ogilby last night. I went right past you. Yeah, you did. Yep. Yep. My wife just told so it's me. Bad, it's not a bad book. I take that uh, airport ex- expressway now. It's not too bad. No, it's a nice drive for you up. Nice, quick, easy, and just right yeah. on the interstate the whole way. Is that the old 60? Mm-hmm. No, it's a brand new. Uh, it cuts from, like, uh, between Bridgeville and, and uh, South Point. It and can, it connects it you to straight it. shot to right to the airport. Okay. Yeah, nice. so it'll, it'll it connect to it like, there. It's uh, nice. Oakdale. Crosses like 22 up that way, Imperial. That's where it would take like to go to the Muskie Max. Yeah, yeah run yeah. it right down. My my ex-wife lives or used to live. I don't know where she lives now in Manaka. So I used to Drive take right her garage. Garage. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> in a garage. <laughs> Buddy, uh, I have, I have uh, no idea what happened to that woman okay. since 2008. I hope she lives under your garage. Oh, under my garage. <laughs> like I murdered her. <laughs> now I understand. <laughs> Sorry to pry. No, it's pretty much public knowledge now. Statue of limitations. Yeah, you got yeah. six more hours. So yeah, we like. Did you guys get any uh, any smallies over twenty? I think. Uh no, I I, I swore no. one was, but it was only right around the eighteen. That's still an awesome fish, man. Right under eighteen, yeah, right, seventeen three quarter, eighteen. Yeah. It was thick. And moving water and eighteen and moving water, yeah, awesome. those moving water fish are just the boss. They know exactly yeah. where all the current breaks are, 
everything. They know where the snags are. Any fish around 18, that's what I'm pretty much there for. I mean, it don't yeah, have absolutely. to be 20. 20 is the mark that you, we all really, really hope for. But yeah, in a river like that, an 18 is a fully mature fish. Yeah, big. It's yeah. a fully mature one there. Yeah, there's a lot of competition in that river. Oh, and had one eye. Yeah, it sounds that like you're fish sitting had one inside eye. of a petting zoo. That's like, what I was, like, I was you, just it, thinking. Yeah. I was like, is this an Dude, aviary going on right you, now? You holding like one of them little like corn things out, and like all like little birds are coming over, like picking <laughs> them off of it. Yeah, we saw plenty of that. There's white mayflies. Nothing. Uh, Nothing. <laughs> oh yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, something that we like, I can't get enough of when I'm on the river, and Chris was just mentioned this. Uh, the death of the white mayfly to the uh, barn swallow. <laughs> oh my gosh, it is the most amazing thing to watch. They're all literally, there were 20 of them sitting on like just um, the power line and they're just waiting. They're just kind of chilling, just watching, watching, watching. One would come off and two or three, choo, choo, right gone. Soof, soof, soof. One miss it, you know, that thing where it just makes it a little higher, and next thing you know, boom, gone. Just disappears. You're like, oh. Right in front of us, like 10 feet from us. That's cool. When I was at IUP, uh, I worked at Lowe's, and that was our, one of the cicada hatches, right, when, like, all the cicadas come out. So there were were three of us that ran forklifts in, in, in the yard, the bullpen. And we'd sit there and watch this, these cicadas fly around, and we bet on birds, right? Like, it looked like Top Gun. Like, these birds are, are <laughs> yes, pulling exactly. these. It was awesome. pulling these. So we'd, we'd take bets on birds. Like, I bet you that guy gets three in 20 minutes. And this, it was awesome. The, the way those birds can cut and move and maneuver. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Nature's fighter jet. Yeah, It absolutely. really is. Yeah. So we yeah that was that was something we were watching and just you know and these the mayflies were they're big any Those fish coming up big. and taking them yeah a lot of fish coming up and taking them and we finally you spotted you spotted my favorite bird on the creek oh yeah yeah we got a uh, what was the it kingfisher yeah kingfisher oh cool yeah yep. pretty pretty fish you you can tap always them. you're always pushing them downstream they just keep keep head out ahead of you. I watched a video today about great blue heron killing baby groundhogs. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then eating them. Oh, sure. Well, he was. They don't fool around. No, it was. Damn, it was did awesome. You, did it have like a giant bulge in its neck? No, nope, just took them right down. I got a, a baby groundhog under my porch right now, and an eighty-pound dog that's not pleased about it. Well, <laughs> I hit that kingfisher with the Merlin app. You did? You know, oh yeah. So I was like, we're gonna make sure it is. You know, and, oh, and yeah. he, he doubted me. And you couldn't. I well, I you know, I thought it was too, but I just wanted. To, I I like the app. It's pretty I'm cool. Teasing, you, I'm it was, I'm and it, you couldn't hear it because there were cars going by, trucks going by. You know, you're you're getting in the downtown area. You know, then finally it called out real loud, and I got close enough. And then yeah, it was sweet dude. Hell yeah, nice. dude. That Merlin app is the best. It is. It's pretty cool. I like it for being out. And there's even though it you know is is an urban area. Even you mentioned you know through the upper parts of that float, you really don't feel like you're in an urban area. Like you, nice you can't really see anything. It, it's a pretty nice little setting. You know, it's nice and green, and you know there's railroad tracks. But I mean that's not even that bad either because it's riprap. 
great for walking now. Yeah. <laughs> Helps you get there. Mm-hmm. But that was, you get a tetanus shot. Yeah, it was, it was happy to have you, you come up and... Did that last month. <laughs> <laughs> Stick a knife through your finger, you get one. Yeah. Mark is the cleanest of us right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember my last tetanus shot. I guess they're only five years now. They're not ten. I'm definitely due. Yeah, I'm definitely due. How about you, Raz? When was your last tetanus well, shot? No, I'm, I know I had one two years ago. Oh, <laughs> what'd you do? Because that was the last time I saw a medical professional and haven't, haven't needed to see one since. That's good news. You haven't stabbed yourself recently? Pardon me? You haven't stabbed yourself recently? Uh, No. No, try not to. Uh, you know what? I did fillet a Polish dozen bluegills this afternoon. I know I have some mix. How many is in a Polish dozen? Nine. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. Polish dozen is anywhere between six and twelve. Oh, right on. <laughs> well, that's good. So, well, thanks. Thanks for that, fella. Are you catching those on top? Um, yes and no. First, we did, we had like a little hopper thing because it was a little bit breezy. And then it got so hot in the lake, we just went to the Royal Coachman and the bread and butter and just real slow, just hooking them, letting the kids reel them in. Nice. Cool. Yeah, we've got little, I mean, I mowed the lawn today and our, our hoppers are like a quarter inch right now. So they're coming. They're coming here. Yeah. It was more about the bluegills, but the bigger stuff, the bluegills would just come up and pound, pound. They couldn't actually eat, so. And it sounds down a tiny bit. But oh. we uh, flayed those up and, and fried them in some bacon grease this evening. They mix them with dinner. Nice. Any other highlights from your float yesterday? Uh, except some trespassing on the river. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. You go ahead. You can tell the story. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you do it up. So all trip, they're like, okay, Raz, you've really been a pain in our ass the whole time. But we're still going to let you fish the best water in the trip. They keep telling me about this downtown section. I barely got the skunk out, and they're, they're going on and on about, you get the downtown section. It's got these sweet rocks, with these sweet bridges, on and on. I get my leader retied, get a new fresh fly, pound some water. I'm in the game, right? We got to this first bridge. There's a sign, and we're... And getting closer, and Jay can't see more than 30 feet. And he's, we're reading it, it says, by order of the Sharon, city of Sharon, recreation activities hereby closed from 9 a.m. till 12, or like till midnight. And we're like, oh, now what? You can't back row where we just came from. So we went, we, we just snuck through most of it. Why, yeah, but, we, but not all of it. Shortened our day, so I didn't get to see the. Uh, I didn't get to see the bottom knife downtown fish. But uh, man, that it one. Just for, it just leaves it for next time. Yeah, and those weeds are all getting nice and grown up now, so they're all tucked in them weeds. If you put it right off that rock wall. Oh, so that have been man. the top water time. Why did they shut down that? Why did they shut down that section of river? Water to fire. build bonfires. Festival. Water fire. Festival of lights. Water fire. Fire. Yeah. I learned about this last week. That's how, that's how they say it on the commercial. <laughs> it was always they'd show like the festival happening, and like the guy with like the fire, where you know he likes you know throws the fire stuff, and you know like like a 
the Hawaiian people with the fire, yeah. whatever stuff. I learned about it last, last afternoon. And there's a lady in the background going, water, fire. <laughs> but, uh, there's, a, there's, so a, there's a cream for that. Coming full circle now, that when I saw all the stuff there in the morning, I should have dawned on me that the water or the river might be shut down. And I didn't think about it. Well, now I know, and like G.I. Joe says, knowing's half the battle. But fighting's the other half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's always keep that in mind. Knowing's half the battle. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ended up having to pull the raft just out on a random hillside, like in downtown, which is, it wasn't too bad. I mean, we manned up and just picked it up and took it out. And, you know, that fella that we met in the, uh, the vest... Parker Steve. Yeah, yeah, dude. He was awesome to us. Just a wonderful guy. He treated us like we were special or something. Which we we were special. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not make it seem like it's a stretch. These guys can't read. Help them out. I was like, I didn't know. Jay, 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 you just told him you were in the biz and he laid out the carpet. Yeah, I was like, hey, hey. uh, (laughs) Can we get a car in here or a truck in here to get this boat? And he's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I got you. But he was like, yeah. he was like the guy who was taking care he of. The, he stopped the police car on our way back. Yeah, stopped the police. Us. Hey, yeah, let these I was guys in. Carrying all this shit, driving to this like uh, festival. Wow, that was pretty it's cool. And Park and Steve like stopped the car and let us in. So how did you, did you guys have to 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 hump it down to your uh, car running, and bring it? shuttle come back in to get you. In. Yeah, no, they we we weren't too too far. Okay. Uh but there were some oh, um, yeah. big boats. At the takeout ramp with cargo for the fires. Mm. They were just huge boats full of wood, basically. So tomorrow, today, or yesterday was water fire. Water fire. So, so yesterday was the event. Yeah, it was the event. So oh. <laughs> that would be a horrible thing to row into. Like, oh, <laughs> now <laughs> so, what? So like, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, all the things are already full. There's all kinds yeah. of people, like, all lined yeah, up in the street. Mommy, like, 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 night. Night. We have, like, people watching us just rowing down the river, and we're like, we're not supposed to be here. <laughs> we're not supposed to be here. And I'm like, I, I hope none of these people are cops until we met our buddy, and he helped us save the day, that guy. And uh, thanks to him. Nice. Everything was really easy. We pulled right back. We were right next to the where the boat was. Easy, easy. Put it in, quick. We're like, all right, see you guys. We're out. Parking Steve. Yep. We, nice. We were on our way out. And then to the lube. Yep. And to, to the, the lube. lube. Got lube. I've been, I've been, uh, been going there after floats, and I, I, I've been enjoying it. Dude, I haven't been to the lube. And well, my uncle Terry died in two thousand thirteen. So it's been at least ten years because we he he and I used to go together down there. Yes, Man, to, to that lube. Like a month ago, after Derek and I fished, he's like, "Hey, let's go get dinner. Dozen wings, fries, and a pot. Twenty-three bucks." The last time I was at that lube was with Mr. Chad Bauer. Oh wow! Yes. We we used to go to the one I, in Erie. I'd gone out and got my butt kicked with my dad on Shenango Lake for Spring Pike and then blew a trailer tire, stayed with Chad the night, <laughs> went there, and then Chad and I fished something the next day. Hmm. I'm too dumb to remember that, but anyhow, carry on. Yeah, mm, they're, they're, was... go- they're golden garlic sauce is something special. Yeah, they're... That's what I got. Uh, is that what I got? 
Golden garlic, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, that's funny that you say that. Yep, that's uh, what he yeah. got. Yep. I like the Arizona Ranch. It's that or Arizona Ranch for me. Yep. I like they have a couple. I and I I like, man. They got some onion rings there. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. They have been really good lately, and I've been getting those. Oh yeah, they've got the antenna. Isn't that it? They stack the onion rings up on an antenna. Yeah, they used to. I don't know if they have it now, but I, I would buy that if they had that one. <laughs> it's, it's cool because like where I my dad uh, puts it, I think it's yeah. a, I think it's Lorraine, the harbor there. You just drive in at the end, and you can just pull right up in, hop out the Quaker State there, and eat. Pretty yeah, neat. There was one in Indiana. Uh, I want to say it was right by the Bass Pro Shop up there, <laughs> like Laporte or Michigan City, but somewhere this is around the original. there. Yeah, the, the original's yeah, best. Yeah, this is the original. But when I was living in Indiana and missing, like, hills and sure. trees, <laughs> I was like, I need I need something from home. And we just went up to that Bass Pro Shop, and I was like, oh, a lube. I would honestly, yeah. <laughs> I, I beg to differ, because I've, every lube I've ate at has been better than this one. Really? You know, and I, I felt like ours kind of fell off for a while and wasn't that good. But I yeah. feel like who's ever running it now or whoever they have in management now is doing a decent job. It seems like the from food that I've been getting has been really good. From what I know and understand, there's a couple people that they're moving around and they're doing an extremely good job. Because them restaurants like I've been to, they were really good. Mm-hmm. I've only been to like the local one once in uh, every couple of years. But the other ones have been, they've been doing good. But if I'm within 20 miles of OGL, I'm going to OGL for wings. I don't care if I'm my, oh, yeah, my I, night I, ends beside the lube. I'm within 20 minutes of OGL when I'm going to OGL. You know, hey, I was I that was I talked to rats about going there too. Friday so. night, I got uh, jug handles. Mm, they were pretty good. Butter garlic, uh, butter garlic ranch. Mm-hmm. There's a place up in Erie too, uh, like. It's it's something nineteen. It's right beside the Harley Davidson dealership. They're really really good wings. So, all this food talk and chicken chicken talk actually, Chris, you wanted to talk yes. about smoking some chicken. Uh, you know, little smokers corner here. You and Chris and Chris will tell you where chicken came from, and uh, everything else about it. How a chicken even what was he'll tell you what was first the chicken or the egg. Um, but go ahead. I want to hear about this smoked chicken. Well, I'm not going to get nearly as depth as you want me to get there, Nietzsche, but, uh, normally get in as in depth as your previous guys talking about the ribs and the brisket, which I really appreciate it. Cause those are two things that I haven't even tried to mess with yet, but I'll definitely go back and listen to those conversations and start writing stuff down. But one of the easier things and quicker things uh, that I've been doing the past couple of years, and more importantly, things that my kids absolutely devour is either uh, smoked drumsticks or smoked chicken thighs. Uh, the thighs, I like to have the bone in. Uh, I like to keep, I'll trim the fat on them to keep the skin. And what I'll often do is hide a couple of pickled jalapenos under the skin and wrap them real tight. And then the drumsticks and the thighs would go into a brine for a couple of days. Pretty simple, salt, sugar, peppercorns, whatever you want. Just a couple more jalapenos. None of that stuff really flares that much. It's just about getting a good brine on everything. But uh, shake it up every couple, every day or so just to make sure everything's getting coated evenly. And then you would rinse it real good. And then I like to 
put it on a rack and dry it. If it's cooled out in the garage, ideally put it in front of a fan. Tighten up the skin real good. Salt it, season it, and then into the smoker. Typically 225, 250 for 90 minutes. How's the skin on that? If you, I like to flip it halfway. And that's why I like with the chicken thighs, especially to wrap the, save the skin and wrap the whole thing. Then the whole thing kind of can get crisped off too. Yeah, yeah. Can I give you a couple hacks for that? Yeah. One, before you, and, and bone in's the way to go. I don't touch drumsticks. I'd rather eat my dog's freshest turd than a chicken drumstick. I hate them. Uh, but, but for thighs, score either the meat or the skin. But since you use the skin to kind of like as a, as a wrap, I wouldn't score the skin. But score the meat and then put it in your brine. You're going to get more of your brine on more surface area of, of that chicken thigh. And I, I, I think you'll appreciate that. Yeah. And, and then the other one, before you put it on, uh, hit them with some baking powder. Baking powder. That'll help dry the skin out even while it's cooking to get you some crispier skin. Those, those will be noted. But that's, that's what I put on. Like, so I, if I'm not doing a whole chicken, it's generally just wings. Uh, and I do wings two ways. I'll either do them indirect at 350 degrees for about an hour, and they're awesome. Uh, or I've got a rotisserie, and I'll make a really small fire and slowly do them for like an hour and a half over the rotisserie. But, but I, love, I love chicken thighs. And I like them bone in too, because if you cook them right, you just got to pull that. I mean, you can pull the bone right out. Super, super easy. Yeah, once you unroll that skin, you just twist it out. Yep, it's perfect. But yeah, you're. And then from I, there, I mean, you just cut it into strips, and the kids just go nuts on it. Yeah, chicken thighs are awesome, and and they're cheap. I mean, they're not. I mean, well, they, they are now since birds are you know relatively available. You know, a year ago they weren't. Yeah, in COVID, well, they, you were well, paying they've been, like they've been wearing their masks. three bucks Jeez. a chicken wing. Well, not even COVID, but we had that bird flu go through not too long ago, and yep. chicken wings went up to like a bajillion dollars. Yeah. But it's all kind of normal now, again. Yeah, it's normalized. <clears throat> but there's a there's a farm outside of uh, Clarion called Gruber Farms, and they're they're awesome. But they 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 have the best chicken wings for cooking or smoking. But it, it's it's a poke for you, so. But they come to the strip district like every other Saturday. So if you're ever up that way, they've got like an I outdoor like to do tent. In the fall, we'll do a couple times. We'll do the smoked uh, turkey legs. Mm. Yep, I'm I'm okay with that. The legs. <laughs> I and my my hang up with the legs is, I think the thighs are tastier, and I'm not going to run into a bone or a tendon or. You know, every bite from a chicken leg or a turkey leg is. Oh, I love a leg. Like, like you mean like with like the, you like the leg, like. No, no. That's the that's great. What's wrong with you? It's, it's not for me, because I don't I don't want to find that, that dagger, inside of every leg, uh, and then there's two or three uh, tendons. You gotta eat around the dagger and then eat the whole top off like it's not even there. Gone. Yeah. No thanks. I'll just I'll just eat the tastier, easier to eat parts. 
You can have you can have the legs. I'll take the legs. I'm definitely eating chicken wings when I go home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've got some chicken wings I can but I I you know, I was gonna ask so you were you, 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 you mentioned it with the rotisserie and, and like even smoking chickens, like whole chickens, like I'll smoke a whole chicken or you know, barbecue a whole chicken, I should say, because it's never, uh-huh. I really never smoked them. I always have them at, you know, 300 and something. Yeah. And they're in there for whatever, a few hours, you know, 165 and that, and off. Right. You know, or on a spit where you just 165 them and off. And I don't know, what, what do you prefer as far as, would you smoke them? Do you, I mean. No, I cook them hot and fast. Yeah. So whenever I cook a chicken, I spatchcock it. Yeah, what? Which is cutting what? the... Yeah, spatchcock. Scissors, scissors and mallets. Yep, scissors. You cut the backbone out, and then you karate chop it to make it flat. I'm um, sorry none of you got to see me do the karate chop action, but I did it. Uh, and you make it you make it the flat. T- the T-Rex arms <laughs> made it better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, it, and it cooks evenly. That way you don't have that empty heat cavity for a whole bird. I mean, you're not going to have a Norman Rockwell bird. But they're they're fantastic. I, I always spatchcock my my poultry huh. when I'm doing a whole one. Then you get a perfect spine for your stock. That's exactly right. Raz, this guy knows what's up. Yeah, see, he he wanted to smoker's corner. Mm-hmm. I like it. <coughs> so do you? So use- anyhow, oh, part of the smoker's corner also is taking advantage of uh, running the dang thing and also putting the flavor into some of the sides that we like to cook. And what would be a tough to pronounce last name without making some halushki, mm. which when I make halushki, it's usually a handful of yellow onions. I like them longer and stringier, but play to your audience, cut them up real nice and small, heat them up a little bit uh, with some butter, olive oil, pepper, garlic salt, and then a head or two of cabbage. Once those get wilted a little bit, then add your seasonings again, garlic, salt, and pepper, more butter. I don't cook everything the whole way, especially now as I go into the smoker for a couple hours. Uh, I don't even add the noodles until the first time that I stir the halushki in the smoker, but chuck her in there with the chicken. When you flip the chicken, stir the noodles into it, if you cook some wide egg noodles, and then... <laughs> Again, that's usually just to keep everything warm and finish the cooking of the onions and cabbage and whatnot. That's a pretty easy side to make if you guys have ever made felicity or played bingo before you might have had it. <laughs> no, you just got me but, thinking, uh, though. I got a cabbage. The other thing me. I like to do is we call twice-soaked potatoes. So we'll get some big russets, boil them, cut them in half, gut them, put the guts with some seasoning into the pan while it's in, leave that in the smoker while it's going, and then add... Usually sour cream, butter, bacon, I'm sure cheddar, maybe some jalapenos. Stuff those back into the skins and then put them into the smoker for another hour. Let everybody get to know each other and pull them out with the chicken. Not yep. a terrible little side dish to have. We do twice smoked potatoes a lot. Uh, in yep. the winter, we do twice baked, of course, but you know, we, we do them a lot. Cheese and bacon and mashed potatoes inside the potato skins. They're pretty yeah. good. Put some uh, put some feta in the next time you do them. Some feta. Yes, I'm in. Now I'm going and getting some blueberry maple sausage for the head of cabbage I just got. 
Oh, that's a good mm-hmm. idea. Got me thinking. I'm going to do that tomorrow night for dinner. Sounds yep. good. Does sound good. I usually look forward to hitting Burger King after this. I usually don't <laughs> eat beforehand. But seriously, I was in Burger King two weeks ago. The one on the one by 80. Yeah, sure. I, w- I, I ate there today. And there was there was three kids, two women. One was over eighty, and a and a I don't know forty year old Jamaican man, whole Jamaican family. And I order my food, and I'm waiting. And he's like, "How are you? Do- how are you doing?" I'm like, "Great. How are you?" He's like, "Good, good, good, good. Thank you for asking." And I was like, "You're welcome." <laughs> <laughs> Being polite, I'm just waiting for my chicken sandwich. Let's. Uh, so we're good. So he goes outside, waits for me outside, and I walk out. And he's like, "Hey, uh, can I ask you? Uh, are you involved in a religious institution?" And I went, "My wife's Catholic." And he goes, "Okay, how's your faith?" And I went, "It's pretty personal, but." Uh, We'll go with none. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, well, will you pray with me? I'm like, I'll stand here while you pray. That's that's fine. I don't want to be rude. And he's like, what do you want me to pray for? Why don't you just go through the drive through? What is wrong with you? (laughs) I will never get out of my car to go into a restaurant like that ever again. Because it was so close that I didn't know if it was open or not. I don't know what time Burger King closes. I mean, I'm a fat guy, but I'm not a great fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> so he stands you there. And, turn down, but not off. Right. He stands there and prays for me. And he's like, can I give you a pamphlet? I'm like, no. And he's like, well, you know, it's just a pamphlet. You can look over it. And I was like, look, you're just asking me to throw this away for you. I really, I really appreciate your evening and that you're coming from some sort of retreat. But, but we're good. I'm very interested in this chicken sandwich and I'm very interested in not talking to you about God. You've not inspired me. (laughs) That's correct. And if if you make me not eat my chicken sandwich for any longer, you're going to see the hellish side of me. Right. And and I respect what he's doing. I get it. Right. Like if you feel like you're called that you have to do that, good on you. Way to get out there and pester people at 11 p.m. in a Burger King parking lot in Mercer, Pennsylvania. But I mean, he's he's betting one of two being in big trouble and needing God. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> this guy pulling in here this time of night, he needs help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. look at this jack trucks on him. Yeah, because I bet you any money he's not down there at twelve thirty on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Somebody pulling into the Mercer County or the Mercer Burger King at ten fifty eight p.m. Yeah. <laughs> That guy needs help. Well, hey, either just got bailed out or needs help. I didn't need help. I needed a fucking chicken sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) That is help. (laughs) So, well, just for your information, when you stop there after this, uh, they have two for seven right now. You can get like your chicken sandwich or any chicken sandwich and another good sandwich for seven dollars. I'm very interested. So get a couple of sandwiches. Like, so like you're going to you're, you're get four four of them. So Raz, it turns out we have to wrap this up. I need to get, <laughs> I need to get to Burger King. This fourteen dollars is burning a hole in my pocket. It says I need four whoppers. Oh, dude, I couldn't eat four whoppers. Not oh, now. Not at this age. Fifteen years ago, well, I could eat eight whoppers. Dude, they have the big fish sandwich in there. 
on on the list. So I could oh I could definitely kill a couple big fishes. I've yes, never had a Burger King. Man. Oh, we need to stop talking about food. Talk about fishing. <laughs> Getting hungry over here. Bad. <laughs> Me too. We're talking about Burger King. I'm door dashing. <laughs> door? You have DoorDash where you live? Yeah. Holy crap. Do you guys have DoorDash here? No, <laughs> yeah, the he Amish he pulls he up with my DoorDash. Clippity clop, clippity clop, DoorDash is here. The Amish. Your pizza's cold three <laughs> hours later. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even have it in Franklin. Yeah, Lucky you're you. out there, though, bud. Uh, well, that was, <laughs> that was <laughs> off the rails. Yeah, but <laughs> sorry. So we got a little off the rails with, with Raz there. Uh, so, other than with your Halushki, uh, anything else you want to talk about with us tonight, Raz, that we can fire anybody else at the table up about? And I like arguments, so. No. Um, unless you want to talk PA Muskie programs, that's what you're baiting me on. <laughs> or we have to go to bed. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey. I'm not baiting anybody on anything. I was just asking you if you had anything else no, to talk I'm not about. Saying you're baiting me. I didn't know if you were. We discussed earlier. I didn't know if we were going to go talk about it, but I'd be much more brief on it because I think it is something worth discussing. It could be brief. Just give your side, and you know, go for it. Well, not, not so much my side, but just some some little insights I have on the Mustard program, which I think was doing great under Jared, and more than anything. It got attention, it felt like, right? Even if that attention isn't always what we would have done, given the circumstances, but it certainly got the attention. The volunteer musty uh, tags have been great. The, what do you call it, the permits? What different chapters yeah. of Muskie's Inc. are doing with minnow funds and everything is great. Not to mention the Beast of the East, of course. Uh, my thoughts are they're, they're doing so well with talking these yearlings that is there the potential of it being overpopulated with smaller fish? Not not that a, not that we all wouldn't love a 36-inch muskie at the boat every day of our lives, but do we lose that allure of the big muskie? You know, because I feel like some of these lakes run the potential of there's just not enough biomass. We 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 mentioned that some lakes just have that population of mid 30s. And maybe the cage of 42 is a real monster where the lake might, with that limited biomass, might be better off with a handful of 40s and one or two 50s. It's hard to, it's hard to complain, though, about the program success. So, Well, I mean, if you look at Wisconsin. is an easy fix I would love to see because I see it in other states. I see it throughout Toronto, uh, Ontario, is signage at access points where there are muskies, walleyes, pike, and everything. Some of the money that's going into this musky program, other programs, I would love to see signage at put-ins, boat ramps, explaining different fish, different seasons, limits, whatever it might be. That way, nobody can complain that they bonked a musky when they thought it was a pike or they had a stringer full of short walleyes and they thought they were perch or something. If you, I feel like that's something that Pennsylvania is way behind on. I think you're right on the signage issue. If, if you look at Wisconsin and you take a 140-acre lake and you take a 1,000-acre <laughs> lake, the 140-acre lake is doing the same exact thing as it is here. You're only going to get fish to a certain size. Just because they have like reproduction there, them fish are not 50 inches in a 150-acre lake. They may have one, but the most of them fish are going to be the same size. I mean, you're only going to be able to get a certain amount out of a body of water. 
No, I mean, it's, it's biomass, like you're saying. Yeah. I mean, regardless of how many, I mean, they're stocking them at a point, what, one per three quarter earth. One fish, yeah, per three quarters of an acre. Three quarters of an acre, that's right. And it seems like number-wise, I mean, it's not like we're hammering fish all the time, but it's not like you're going out and not finding them. I think we have a really good mix of how many fish are out there now. Wouldn't you? I agree. And can, I, can, is my, can you hear me at all, Raz? I can hear you less than the others, but I heard you. I've definitely seen an increase uh, in numbers of fish in certain bodies of water, but also those same bodies of water, I've seen an increase uh, in the class above those. So I've seen more of those mid to upper 40s fish, which in a healthy system, that's good because that creates competition, makes those fish want to get bigger faster. Yeah. I, as far as like some of the reservoirs, I don't fish as many of like some of the local reservoirs, or not local, but some of the more man-made lakes that uh, I just don't have as much experience on seeing how that has directly affected it. I mean, climate well, me, they stock that thing like an aquarium. Yeah, I mean, that's... But, they still get, but, they, but, they, but then they also still get big fish out of there. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's a huge it's, lake though. That's a giant yeah, lake. You have the yeah. you have the way to sustain it. They're sustainable. They also get zero natural reproduction out of pima tuning. None. None. Because of just the way the lake is set up. There's so much sediment. There's so much biomass and broken down plant material that it it suffocates the musky eggs. Oh yeah. And if one or two were to escape, you know, the pike have spawned weeks before that so these baby pike are out there ready to to chow down there, there are no baby pike in, there are no pike in pumpkin oh well i mean in, in any body of water yeah. right so uh the allegheny right there is natural reproduction in the allegheny uh the further north you go the better it is but uh the biggest predator the biggest thing holding back the musky population in the allegheny is pike because those baby pike are born months, two months, three months before the baby muskie are. And they feast on them. <coughs> feast on them. In turn, everyone eats the shit out of those little spaghetti noodle pike. Oh, absolutely. I don't know. I still stay. We're only going to fix it under one way, and that's you have to have the dams out of there. Yeah, no dams and up. And a 50-inch size limit. You know, if if we're not taking, you know, if you're not taking that 42-inch breeder out of there, I mean, a 50-inch fish is a breeder, too. Don't get me wrong. But that 40 to 46-inch fish, those are big, big breeding fish. And if somebody's pulling it out of there and clonking it on the head because it's going to eat my walleye, uh, you're going to have less of a chance for natural reproduction. Because, I mean, if a muskie lays a million eggs... One, one might make it. Two. I don't know how many eggs a muskie lays. Zach, welcome to homework time. Zach, how many eggs does a muskie lay and how many make it? Cause it depends on where you're at and I'm sure he'll have an answer for us. And uh, and with Raz being a part of the uh, you know our uh, Facebook page, um, thanks everybody for ha- being so um, just on there talking. There's yeah, been it's so awesome. much back and forth and questions that even uh, 
um, Daniel had the other yep. day about about Mo- Bofin, and I, I've been loving the back and forth with everybody, and uh, it's awesome. I, I love the SVS family, and if you're able to get up here like Raz was, you know, and fish and hang out with us, it's it's even better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for the stickers, Jay. Oh yeah, I forgot the stickers on the table here. They're still sitting here. Yes, for stickers. I can see them. They're right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> hey, Raz, are you fishing the beast? No, uh, I have traditionally been in Ontario that weekend since the late 2000s. His wife's so, no, Canadian. My, my wife's in Ontario, and we're usually up that way. Mm. The only time I've missed it was last year or two years ago for COVID or whatever. But no, we're, we're almost always we're always in Canada for Canadian Thanksgiving, which they do on a Monday, which is our Columbus Day slash Indigenous Peoples Day. Yeah, and that's, well, that's yeah. That's usually. But I do want. But I do want one of those shirts to so save me an extra medium. An extra medium. Yeah. Is that a size, or are you saying well, if well, there well. is an extra, you would like an a medium? No, my size being extra medium. So it's a large. No, it's an extra Fish. medium, dude. I wear an extra medium. Is that really a thing? Yeah, dude. You got, yeah, there, there's a, it's a little more size to for the muscles. There's usually like a little plus, <laughs> little plus nope. sign next to it. You're shitting me. Yeah. No. Yeah. If there's Extra not two, medium. if there's not at least two X's on it, I don't look at sizes. <laughs> so, like, so like this is all new to me. Well, you think just large only has X's? Yeah, come on, there's an extra medium. There's a medium and an extra medium, dude. I wear an extra medium. You're messing with me, right? No, no, I wear the Sims. Even yeah. Sims has Go like this, the, this medium king. I wear an extra medium. Guys, you're about to blow my mind. If, if this is false, I'm punching you right in the nuts, Jay. <laughs> Don't you know that like, Sims has like, that guide cut, dude? Oh, those sisters were out west. Yeah, extra medium. Sim- Slim hips, big 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 uh, triceps. Mm-hmm. The J the J cut. Now it's I the J cut. Now I don't believe you, fucking. <laughs> I love it. Extra medium. What do you need? A large? We'll see. If we'll see how the we'll see how the anything goes. I have no idea. All right, we're gonna go men's guide fishing shirt. There is no extra medium. You. Silly douche. I know this much <laughs> medium. Uh, so, Chris, we've had you on here about forty-five minutes. Uh, Appreciate it, guys. Anything else you want to say before we get off the phone tonight? Here. Nope. Be safe out there. Good to talk to you, buddy. I haven't seen you since. Uh, where'd I run into you? Cabin fever. Yeah, we caught the fever at the cabin. Yeah. <laughs> Was that the last place I saw you? That or when Mark. Was at uh, International. Oh, yeah, that's right. IA. The I- IA was after that. You're right. Yep. Since you uh, sussed out of coming down for the max. That's correct. I did do that. Yep. Yep. Got like, another shot again this year. Like a proper flake. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, since you... I mean, it, is, it is also like two hours for me. Yeah, it's a, it's a poke. Yeah. And uh, I I get a lot of guff for coming here every Sunday. So, like tertiary fishing <laughs> extravaganzas are a tough yeah. sell. Although I really think I'm going to try to get to Somerset this January or wherever the hell it is now. Edison, Edison, New Jersey for the fly fishing film tour or not the fly fishing film tour, but the fly fishing show. 
I used yes. to go to that yes. all the time. I'm going to the one in November <laughs> in New Jersey. Sounds great. We're going. I want to go. In November? It's the one I'm going to be. Oh, yeah, 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 over in Cape May. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, yep. Cool. Well, thanks, Raz. Good talking to you, buddy. Likewise, boys. See you. Hey, hey. So, Jim, and you said you said did a little bit of flathead fishing or four yeah, flatheads? Yeah, I did a little bit of catfishing this uh, within the last week or so. Uh, we, uh, you know, had all this hot weather come through, so I'm like, all right, I know these fish are post-spawn, so it was time to get back out on them. I, my usual buddies that I go with, none of them were available to do anything, so I kind of just went on a solo trip for that one. But went and got bait, uh, went out, got all set up and everything. I only fished, you know, between like probably nine and midnight. But I, you know, caught four or five fish. Um, all of them were really small, though, nothing of size. A lot of eight, eight to ten pound type fish. All flatheads, though. Those are fun fish, though. Unless They're you're fun using, fish. unless you're using heavy, heavy gear for big catfish. I do use heavy action rods, <coughs> so it does kind of take a little bit of the, little bit of the fun out of it, but. I mean, I did have one fish that actually was able to bite into the drag, so it wasn't too, too bad of a night. I got a little bit of a giggle out of it, but I had, uh, I'm assuming it was a channel cat just because of the speed of the runs that I was getting out of it, but I had a fish pick up a bait and run up a riffle with it multiple times, and I could not get this fish to commit to it all the way to where I can get a hook into the corner of its mouth. So that was a little agitating, but... What size bait are you running? Uh, I mean, the average size bluegills I had that night, I mean, they were probably like, you know, anywhere four and a half to six inches on the average. I mean, I didn't have anything too, too big in the bucket. And you were leaving them live? Oh, yeah. Live line them. Uh, hooked to the back? Yep. Top of the back? Yep. I'm running uh, anywhere between an 8-aught to a 10-aught wide gap circle hook. So like Team Catfish like may make some pretty good hooks. Okay. I was going to say, I always ran a gummy or whatever, but either which way. Yeah, I like the team catfish. I still I run a file to them because, you know, coming out of the package, you know, factory catfish hooks just because I feel like the size of the hook, you don't get that really sharp, sharp point to them. So I always try to take a file to them, Keep, especially after, you know, you stab four or five bait fish with them. I mean, it's going to dull them down a little bit. Right on. Mm-hmm. But it's a good night. You know, nothing to write home about, nothing, you know, super, super big. But it was consistent, you know, had a fish on what felt like every, you know, 15 20 minutes or so so it was enough to keep you know your attention on the everything that was going on with the rods sweet you always like that you and <coughs> it's <coughs> sorry it's funny you don't ever run into any other fish especially like we know where you're fishing you know and that's a big ass deep pool that's probably what? that's the deepest spot what i would call i think the deepest spot in the river Mm-mm. um <coughs> so that area that we stopped that yeah. with Pat. By the concrete. Yes. Right. Um, go down. Make the bend. Right behind where the water comes out from the right side mm-hmm. from there. Yeah. Whole anchor rope out. Yeah. <laughs> like right now. Like, boom. <laughs> slammed gone. onto the knot I had tied. If it wasn't tied, it was gone. Yeah. Oh, I did that same thing in yep. where, where he was fishing. I tried putting an anchor down one day. And no anchor dropped. It was, it didn't catch. I was like, huh. Well, I, I, well, I know where I'm going to put a body if I ever do anything wrong. <laughs> I've noticed. Or stupid. I've noticed. Or under pool. Chris's garage. Oh, so yeah, under yeah, my garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either there or yeah, downtown 
I've noticed yeah. that pool right by Hoffa. where it comes off that riffle, <laughs> it pushes into that bank where that tree limb's coming into it. Sure. And, and right there, I feel like that thing has to be at least like 13, 14 feet deep. I, I mean, I'm it, sure. And it's just swirling down there. Because, I mean, I pull branches out of that spot consistently now this year. Last year, I didn't have that any years prior. I didn't have a lot of Off the opposite like side? Uh, close side. Oh, okay. So like it's close, that deep close, over there, too. Yeah. That's that way down by the bridge, too. Like, if you keep going mm-hmm. down, not that, through that bridge, the next one, the railroad bridge, mm-hmm. wow, it is, it's all anchor yeah. rope there, too. And there's some kind of structure right there, probably 10 to 15, I would say probably that 10 to 12 feet off of the bank. And you Rebar. Could, well, you could feel it. It's like a street. It's almost like a 90-degree angle. I think it's like a piece of concrete. Because, I mean, you could feel the line when you're retrieving. You could feel it wrapping. I wonder it. if there wasn't some, like, piping underground there at one point. Something. And that, and that probably old, was the mouth of where the pipe went in at. It, it's steep the old enough Erie of a canal. Drop or is that oh, all just up there. in Sharpsville? Yeah, I don't think that would have been. No, that wouldn't have been down there at area. I don't believe. I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know. It's a cr- no it's a crude enough angle and a steep enough steep enough drop off of the other side it's of the Sharon Steel Canal. Yeah, but you got <laughs> you got to remember though too. It wasn't but sixty years ago or so that thing could have ran the whole way down to as wide as this room it, in August. So there could have been other stuff down at that point before that, that has oh, yeah. changed and pushed and you know since everything got blocked up. That's interesting. There's definitely something there. I love that pool. I mean, it's a very, very small pool. You can't run many rods down there. I mm-hmm. like. Yeah. I mean, I could run three rods down there, and whenever I have somebody else, if they can run three Tr- rods. Ever run into anybody on that side? No. no. You ever it's thought weird. about diving it? No. can't see nothing in <laughs> no. it if you did. Now, no. Honestly, I think that, that that current is surging enough down there in that pocket. I think if you went down there, it would be very hard. To Not only that, there. there's a lot. I'm betting you there's a lot of stuck-up metal down in there. You're asking oh, for yeah, it. You all. can't see nothing. You're not going to have any visibility at all. Not to mention. I wouldn't do that then. Rebar. Whenever all the I, rebar, rebar that could be down oh, there. Tons. Oh, whenever gosh. I, whenever I'm saying I'm pulling, like, tree debris out of here, I'm talking, like, I'm pulling like nine to ten foot pieces of like limbing limb trimmings from somebody upriver that you know just threw the shit in the water oh, and wow. it made it all the way down that far and i mean you and that's at least your worries <laughs> you never know what you're gonna pull out of that river i've pulled full-size traffic barrels out of the river a little <laughs> further up by where the <laughs> or river barrels. fire is barrels. oh don't mind jay that's cool oh just like, does he does not he, I, I, he know should be what know we're what doing? I'm doing. I mean, geez, what an idiot! <clears throat> He's probably like, oh, I'm gonna get this guy. Watch this. Watch Here this. Here we go. Hey, I'm, we're gonna talk on podcast. Oh, he's gonna ignore me. I'm gonna keep calling him. Uh, <clears throat> so, I went uh, fishing for bowfin today. This oh. is after fishing with Raz yesterday, and then going to a wonderful establishment and overindulging. <coughs> waking up early with the Raz was Raz with you guys? No, Did it was PJ my wife. Call and you I. this morning to wake no, you up? No, no, awake? no, no. I was awake. I was good to go. I got up. I'm, I felt better in the morning than it did yeah. when I went to bed. That's so. positive. You didn't slam your knee off the nightstand. No, no knees, elbow. no elbows, and back of heads. No, they're my back of my head. Fine, it feels good now. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't smash anything. It was not too crazy. It was just me going to bed really early. So that was a good thing. So I got lots of sleep. Good. You know, so I don't I know what that's I like. Feel that, I didn't feel that bad. Well, that's why I have a one 10 year old 
and zero <laughs> any under that age. <laughs> zero. Right on. Yeah. I like sleep. I like myself. I I'm very, very, sleep. very selfish. And that's about it. That's where that, that's where that thing lies. I'm like, nah, we're good. Yeah, I'm selfish. No, I like my time. Love my kid. She's perfect. She's actually a she was a great baby, perfect kid, never cried. Then if I if I took the chance again, I was gonna get the hell baby. Mm-hmm. And I knew that, so I was just like, oh well no. Anyway. So I went bow finning today. Woke up early with you know, PJ. I had PJ pick up my dad's truck that had all my fishing stuff in it and my raft still from the <laughs> night before because I left it at his house visiting family before we went to the, you know, the... Um, establishment. Exactly, the establishment. So I said, I called PJ last night as I'm lying in bed. PJ, pick up my dad's truck, drop your truck off there and meet me at my house at 7. 7 for Bofin? Yeah, 7 a.m. Huh. So by the time I pull myself out of this drunken stupor, go halfway there, forget some stuff that I have to have, or I'm going to be a cranky, cranky SOB. I understand. So we came back <laughs> and then got back out there. So by this time we get out there, it was, you know, it's probably 8.15 by the time we're putting in. Uh, or right around 8. Uh, <clears throat> not a soul there, all by ourselves, had the whole place to ourselves all day. Nice. Um, get in there early, and I mean, I, like, because it was funny. Uh, two weeks ago, I was there, and there was a crazy early bite. Like, I'd never seen them pushing bait so hard and swiping in the bait. There's the there's the the boat dog. Um, yeah, he it, and so I felt like we should get there early just to see if it was going to happen that way, and it didn't, <laughs> and it did not <laughs> at all. And there were no fish all morning long. And then I'm sitting out there, and I'm baking in the sun for a while. And it's only, and I'm like, I look at PJ, I'm like, it's got to be like, you know, and, and, you know, I'm feeling the the hatred from the night before. And I'm like, it's got to be like noon. He looks at me like, it's 10.15, Jay. It's (laughs) 10.15. And I'm like, what? I feel like we've been here forever. And at this point, we've seen no fish. We're not seeing much come up. Because a lot of times, you'll see them swirling, moving, pushing bait, eating, even slurping, like, water or air off the top uh, to breathe. And there's none of this. Nothing. And barely seeing anything. You're seeing some bait moving. And I'm just like, oh, this sucks. I'm sweating. Sun's beating on me. Uh... PJ won't take the stupid frog off. At least he didn't bring a gosh darn banana. He knows better. I'd have right. thrown him off the damn boat. <laughs> Whereas, you know, doesn't fish much, and, and he doesn't know the rules, or, you know, and you can't throw somebody in and Sharon. There I could make, 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 get away with it, other than PJ can't swim. PJ can't swim? No, PJ doesn't swim. Like, doesn't swim or can't swim? Um, He says he doesn't really float well. <clears throat> So I told him, I was like, you should, if you're my boat, you should just always wear a uh, life jacket because yeah. if you don't swim, like, although I'm I, not saving your ass, all right? You're not a kid. I got to be <laughs> honest. I'd love to see him get in the water and move those little hobbit legs as fast as he could. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I don't think it's going to work that way. Just, the size of leg and movement to ratio of body is just not going to end end well. 
Uh, and you'd think just, you know, turn back, relax, and float, which I'm sure you float well. <laughs> you probably float very well. That thing won't, that, that, you can't put that iceberg under. I can sink very well, too. <laughs> can you? Oh, yeah, I'm, but I'm a, go- I'm a good swimmer. I've swam my whole life. I love swimming. I, I can sink down. I can let all the air out. I can sit at the bottom of the pool, which my kid think is the coolest trick in the world. Oh, yes. Sit Indian style in the deep end. Well, you're part walrus, so. (laughs) Hurtful, Jim. Hurtful. I I only get a couple of these a year. Let me have one. Yeah, I I gave you the opportunity to not out you as a pedophile last week, and you you bring out (laughs) the walrus. You are two long teeth away from damn near being a walrus, though. For the record, I am not a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. Google me. No dots on Jim's door. You need geez. to get that on your next chippy. The walrus. The walrus. Cuckoo kachoo. <laughs> That's a Beatles reference for anybody under 40. So <laughs> we're, we're flowing here. We're, you know, floating around. A little, you know, you know. Uh, How does the motor go, Jay? We <laughs> until it gets all wrapped up in a bunch of weeds, and then it's like we and I'm like, oh, reverse, and then pull it up, and then pull weeds out of it seven hundred times. Mm-hmm. And you know what I've noticed has been really useful for me there is I leave my oars out. I have two wooden oars on my little green boat, and it's easy to row. And when I get stuck in things like that, or if I want to push up into other places. The oars are just there. They float. They're not in the way. If I put the trolling motor on and I go, the trolling motor, you know, a little shitty trolling motor, they just sit right to the sides. They don't, you know, they really don't bother anybody from doing anything. And I, and I really like the addition to them. I can sit down at them and really, you know, get us into places a little more quiet. Like Mark and I have noticed sometimes you wail on that trolling motor a lot and it might turn a fish off. So, you know, I can move in and be a little more stealthy with the oars and, I think I always have them out there. I just need to keep remembering that when I put the boat into the <laughs> when I put the boat onto the uh, onto the trailer, if the oars are there, it knocks off the boat guides because I have these big tall boat guides that have <laughs> lights on them, and the oars really smash them very well. And I learned this lot two weeks ago, and almost learned it today until it I stopped it right before it happened. Nice, but. Gotta remember that. <laughs> Don't keep them in there when you're, because I, you can't really. It's hard to get your boat in at the boat dock, because there's so so many weeds there, yeah. that I can't really motor in there. It's gonna get all wrapped up, and I try with pushing it out, but yeah, everything gets, yeah. Tilt your motor up right to the top, and just, and just shoot yeah. the just to last ten, fifteen feet. That's what I've been using the oars for, mm. but. And it works, but again, I got to remember to take him out as soon as they get yeah. a be, as soon as he gets the rope on there and starts cranking in. So, but uh, um, we had, we were just searching for places. We're like, man, this isn't working. Nothing's working. Not seeing fish. Not seeing fish. I'm like, hey, I'll I'll take up this one spot. He hasn't been up that far, and I, I'll show you this wall and you know little creek thing. And next thing you know, we're in this little. Little like in the very very far end, and it gets real shallow, real shallow. And I, you know, I'm still you know throwing along and fishing along, fishing along, and look down. I'm like, oh dude, like look down. There's one right there. 
This one right below us. Like, right next to the boat. I mean, two feet in front of the boat and right in, in, in 12 inches of water. My, my trolling motor was low enough where it hit the bottom, you know, at this point. Wow. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, gosh. I'm like, so I just start, you know, I, I just throw my lure on and start pulling in front of his face. And, you know, I just expected to spook or do something stupid. I don't expect it to eat. And doesn't I, don't I, doesn't it? Don't I watch it just come over and, I mean, just <laughs> suck up, you know, use that whole, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, and there's a little chat on the, you know, our Facebook page about how much dis- water displacement. I watched it suck in something pretty decent size <laughs> right down the hatch. And <laughs> you know, and I set as hard as I could up. I watched its head shake. I, I tried doing Mark's, Mark's uh, bit with the, uh, the bass and just pull him into the boat. I set so hard. I could have probably, PJ said, holy hell, dude. Like, you could have been a little more gentle with it. And I'm like, like, not with them. Like, I again, you got to really, I you got to really set it into their faces. And just I don't know. Bone. Yeah, just I, I don't know. It, it, it just didn't, it just didn't, you know. I'm setting, I'm setting, bone. I'm setting yeah, right plates. up. In, when you're setting right up into the air and you can't even get a set to the side, strip set, whatever, you know, it's, it's like. You, there's nowhere to go with anything. And at least he was on for a second, and that got my juices flowing. So now I started fishing harder, and I'm like, all right, now, okay, okay. Uh, I got this. I'm going to do this. And, you know, and, and get not seeing a lot of fish in the day was, man, it was, it was bummered because yesterday was so good. You know, seeing a lot of big smallmouth. Or, so how did you guys do? Fish, seeing fish, and I got I, – but I ended up, we ended up going uh, way further than I've ever went out there. On a couple of the little side tangents and ran out of ran out of the juices. Did you go west? Well, I go out both of the sides, but like I ran out of juice on my trolling motor a little bit. Oh man! I don't know if it was just caught up with stuff or it wasn't working as well for a second. Because when I came back in, it worked a little better. But I fired up the big motor for a second, and no, well, I don't know if it's okay or not here. But hell, we're gonna be real light. And just get ourselves back, because we were further out here than I've ever been, and it's gonna take me a month of Sundays to row back in. I'm gonna be late for podcasts if I do that, and I was here hours before. <laughs> That's how far. So I was That's like, no, good. we're not doing that. So I ended up getting. We got back, and <coughs> uh, PJ is persistent. He uh, threw that frog all day, huh? All day, man. I was like, man, that green spinner bait worked pretty good. You know, he he didn't bring any fly rods at all. I oh. fly fished ninety percent of the day uh, through green spinner bait. The rest of the other time, I probably threw a frog for five minutes. It just didn't seem like froggy day to me. There, I wasn't seeing a lot of top water movement. I wasn't seeing them moving around, doing things, and weren't able. Like, I, it's nice when you could see them because then you could target them with the frog. Right. And you know, this way, I like even with the spinner bait or the fly that I kind of, I, I like to use is a, uh, it is an Airx and it's a hollow fly tied on an Airx, uh, almost like their Texas style, but it had the longer shank. What one was that, Mark? Uh, I don't remember what them serve. But either way, it's oh. like their Texas style, but it has a longer shank in the front, so you could almost use it back. It was the Gunner Brammer hook. Okay. Basically. I'm, I'm almost, like it was Gunner Brammer and somebody else had designed that hook. And uh, so I used that hook. 
uh, we had some and uh, tied like a hollow style fly over it and had a pacarini tail in it and tied mono back off the front stem of like the Texas style hook almost and over top of the hook point right to uh to a pacarini tail so it, it kind of made it weedless right with all the deer hair over top of it and boy does it work perfect nice. and there's a uh i put a um oh one of the scud weights on the bottom so it'll kind of pull down through some of the thinner duckweed okay yeah and i could pull it across the duckweed it'll go through the duckweed and won't, won't ever really catch any weed at all and then then you can really fish it and i really like that uh i felt like it's worked really well the last couple of weeks um it's one of those flies like you could fish it out in the out in the open but it sucks because sometimes if you have a fly that has an open hook on it those casts have to be so precise where you're putting it right next to all that junk constantly and this fly you can cast into the junk a little bit pull it off the junk and you're not going to have a problem where you just lost that cast with a ton of weeds. Right. I think it's been effective. It's I I, I like it because it's I'm not feeling like I'm constantly losing cast because when I'm trying to I don't have like the foot pedal or anything on mine. I'm just kind of moving the you know trolling motor around like a jackass, and it has like a little stick on it, so it's close to me. But you know to cast and to do all that and to keep the boat in place with wind and everything else, like you guys know, it's there's a lot going on. Right. So for it to, you know, for me not to be losing cast doing that as well as, you know, I, I'm making, I feel like my cast more effective that way, every one of them. So I don't know. I like it and it's working. It's, you know, it's like something that Mark and I started when we started fishing for them. It's similar to one of the, those flies, you know, like a deceiver with a heavier hook because you have to have a heavy hook for them. Uh, but this one was just, you know, kind of a little more weedless style. So I'm, I'm not, you know, like I said, I'm not losing cast. And hey, fish, fish on. Yeah. So and that one, that one came. Yeah, that one came right next to one of the pillars, though. You know, it wasn't resin on the weeds. So any size? It was hanging out. Uh, yeah, it was decent. Uh, I would say what would we say twenties, low low twenties. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I could show you a picture if I can get it up here quick enough for you to see it. Because the viewers can see that, or the listeners. Mm. Yeah. The well, viewers. he can at least. He could at least. Oh, yeah. That's a good-sized fish. It is. I totally and dismissed and it. And it's gone, and you use an iPhone. I have no idea. Yeah. I but I no, it was, a good, it was a good size. I'm fish. not going to look through yeah, your phone. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I don't do anything like that. Has, uh, but no, it was a good-sized fish. It was, uh, I look, uh, I don't know. It looks a little mally, though, to me. It looks, I don't know. It doesn't have the dot on the back or the adolescent. Um, and the picture will be up on our Instagram tomorrow, so if you want to see it, it'll be up there. There you go. Um, but it doesn't have the dot or like the adolescent, like they have dots on the back of their tails, a male and an adolescent does. So it's probably a female, a decent sized female. Good. Have you uh, seen any of the the blue in them in the last two times that you've been out? No, that's like a spring thing where you have like that green thing. color where like they'll start to turn spawn. green. It's like a spawn color, but it's like a neon blue or green. And I would just really really i really want to catch one in them colors i i don't go early enough it's in a time of year where we're doing you know trout and muskies or you know it, it's it's just a different better time of year so i i usually don't 
you know, this is a shitty time of year for us in this in our region. It's just it's not. I shouldn't say it's just different. It's not musky time per se. It's it's it's, it's not purgatory. trout time. Yeah, it's it's we're just waiting for it to get cold again. Purgatory. So. Purgatory. Purgatory. I like it better. <laughs> so you know, but uh, you know, I'll spend I'm my. I'm so sorry. I'll spend my time bowfinning it up, and you know, I I don't mind them, and they're fun. There's something <coughs> different when the but when that fish got in the boat, barrel rolling, you know, twisted up in the net, twisted up in the line, it just oh my gosh, it just. You now, know how they now are. Now they have they have teeth, right? Yeah, sure. So you want to use. Uh, your your utmost precaution when when approaching the mouth of that fish. What what is your preferred strategy versus what is PJ's preferred strategy? Ooh. Oh, so so this this was like I had two guys that like I said I'm going to be searching everybody that comes on my raft or my boat. Um, he pulls out this pair of poker grips, and they're a cheaper pair, you know, like plastic ones or whatever, but I'm like, what are those? <laughs> and what the hell are they doing in my boat? <laughs> I, have you not listened to the podcast before? If you're not going, if you're too afraid to pick up this fish with your hands, then don't fish for it. That's my rule of thumb. If you're too afraid to fish for a fish, if you need boga grips to grab a fish, then don't fish for the fish. There are bass out there. That are for everybody. You just stick your hand right in their mouth, and you get, they got handles. You just grab them by the face, and, and it's so safe. Go for it. Have fun. If not, don't fish one. And if you accidentally hook one, you know, figure it out. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, but yeah. that's not the answer. So he, I said, oh, hey, yeah, yeah, give me those. Let me see those things. Come on, Peach. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, okay, yeah, let me see them. And he gives them to me, and I throw them into the water. And I hate the litter. I'm not a litterer. But it, it, it just felt like there are probably bodies in this place and there are dinosaur bones. Oh, so not probably. <laughs> not probably. There are bodies in this place. And probably, I think I pulled one up one time with my dad. But anyway, that's I think I told a story on the podcast. Um, but yeah, it just, I, I don't know. You, it's one of those things you just uh, I forget where I was going with that no bananas no bogo grips yes bogo grips oh yeah the bogo grips I'm sorry I lost my place that's it that's bananas the <laughs> and bogo grips <laughs> no yeah that's the name of the bananas, podcast no bana- no bananas bananas and bogos yeah no bananas no bogos uh, but no so I, yeah I threw them in the water and I picked the fish up and then the fish proceeded to jump out of my hands and into PJ's lap. <laughs> and I was like, huh, maybe those burger grips wouldn't have been a bad idea. <laughs> and I, I don't think so. And I grabbed it up off the ground, off, off the boat floor, and, and we got pictures. Nice. And I sent her back, and it was fine. You could, you could, I could have thrown that thing on the bank for three days and went back and kicked it in, and it had been fine. Yeah, those fish are invincible. They pretty much are. You call that the weekend you reshuffle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Exactly. Steelhead don't do so well that way, but yeah, they're so just fine. So you boated one. Uh, and lost one. PJ blank? Saw none. And it was funny because I made a joke about that on the way out too. And I said, <clears throat> man, I smell something, PJ. I don't think it's coming out of my fishing bag. What was it, Jay? The skunk. 
Oh. And he was like, there are three pillars left. I'm going to catch one. And he didn't. But you know, <laughs> it was funny that he had confidence even late. With, and I was like, take that freaking frog off there and throw a green spinner bait on, dude. Quit being an idiot. Or fly fish. Either which way. I don't care what you do. He brought no fly rods. He lost his horseshoe. The which horseshoe is the gone. Thing, the thing about it is like, I understand why he did that and why his, like, I get it. I get it. Last year when I took him out for both in, the topwater frog action and the topwater action was just on fire. And we're having fish come up six times on flies and, and six times on frogs, on lures, like with gear rods. And it was just crazy. And I could see... Like, like when this was happening, and and like how, like how much he his like, how much adrenaline he had, and how much fun he was having when when we were just killing it, and when on a good day, you know, I'd seen him with my dad too on top water, just having killer days of seeing fifteen fish and catching a few, you know, a piece, and it just it, you know it's one of those things. It's just we're you know you're lucky if it's the day's the day, you know what I mean, and we don't all get to go out on the day, but. You got to take advantage of how the fish are eating on the day you're out there. If you want to see fish, like again, we will go back to the float. They raise the river. I'm not throwing poppers. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brass. I told you the poppers. They raised the river. Weather didn't work in the favor of the poppers. Worked in the favor of catching big fish. But again, having to switch up what you were doing and go to the bottom. And like that day, it was like, well, no, they're not doing that. So we're going to throw bait fish or throw you know fly patterns or spinners or whatever i'm not i'm not top water fishing yeah not unless they're telling me they want top water you know i mean i'm all about it i want it to be that way a hundred percent but you know if it's not there it's not there take what's given to you and make the best of it that's mm -hmm. you know that's what fishing is uh yeah, other than that, yeah, don't don't use bogey grips. That's my area grievance. That's just stupid. Uh, catch your fish, pick them up. Uh, I'm like I said, through the ice with pike is probably the only thing I could think of where that would come in handy. Barracuda. Uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's gonna be a terror too. <laughs> I watched a video of a guy lipping a giant pike through a hole in the ice. How'd that work out for him? Um. He, you watched him rip his pad of his thumb off of the fish's teeth whenever he got him out of the hole, but that guy had some balls, man. I don't know if that's balls or just utter stupidity. No, that's, I'm that's, sure whiskey was involved. I was going to say, that's like 15 PBRs deep. Yeah. We don't drink PBR, but hey, that guy probably was. Or, But you know what? If he was ice fishing, it was probably bush light. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be willing to bet it was bush light. Yeah, it's pretty. that's a pretty good guess. But uh, we got some beast talk because we always are going to talk the beast until it's over, like we talked about. Uh, we have six minutes to talk about the beast, and we'll pretty much be at our podcast limits. Two-hour mark. Yeah, I like our two-hour mark. Yeah. Uh, I'm still looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> and every week that goes by, I look more forward. I'd like to know what teams are in and what... And who might not have made it. So, Dixon, maybe uh, if you have some time this week or next, maybe put up a beast post about who, what teams are in. Because I'm curious. Yeah, we want to start to shit talk now. Yeah, because if, 
if some teams didn't get in, uh, I, I'm just curious. Well, I'm not going to say anything to them, but. Oh, no, I'm, I'm just talking about we want to start talking stuff to the teams that got in. Yeah, exactly. I want to start talking to the teams that got in and say, hey, uh, the two the champ from two years ago, that doesn't matter anymore because we're not the champs anymore. Right. But we're back. Mm-hmm. Uh, new new players. That's right. You got a new team. You got a new teammate. Yeah. Because PJ is getting no, he's going to a wedding. Yeah, he's not getting married yet. I w- I talked to him about that today. Oh yeah. Oh, all, all the stuff, man. You know, you, you don't see your buddy for a while. You get to poke him a little, you know. And but he's gonna come up and prefish, right? Yes, he's coming up to prefish. Awesome. Yes, he'll be there Thursday. With the little, we'll be in the little green machine. Me right around the right around the lake. Sweet. Yeah, I'll, I'm coming up Thursday. Uh, I'm gonna drop my kid off at school and then come right up. I'd like to come up Wednesday, but again this year it, it coincides with Apple Fest and I have to help set up Apple Fest on Wednesday and if you're in the Franklin area and you're not into fly fishing, go to Apple Fest. It's pretty cool. It is really cool. It's I mean, in three days for that little town we put a hundred thousand people through. It's it's a big deal. Uh it's it's why some of the restaurants and bars are still open in that town is they make most of their money that weekend and can limp through the rest of the year. It's it's a big deal. Apple Fest in Franklin. Mm-hmm. Same week as the Beast of the East. Which has been really great for me because I've, I've generally been a volunteer every year at Apple Fest for most of my life. But now I'm on the, the Apple <coughs> Fest committee, so I have to do the setups and all that fun stuff but now that beast is the weekend of apple fest i don't have to be there so i know we talk about this a little bit we've talked about it before but i mean i'm kind of superstitious you know with, with, with all the stuff that we're you know having about like i'm a little superstitious at fishing like uh hats matter like what i'm wearing matters sometimes like i i, I go even to like i my dad I swear, and he's he's funny. Like, he caught that nice brown trout a few weeks back, a month or so ago, whenever we were at Penn's. And he had wore a hat, like, the day before. It didn't see a fish. And he caught a fish in this hat. I haven't seen another hat on this man's head since that day. Like, no, this is the hat. This hat has the mojo now. Like, I won't, I'm not going to change it until it stops working for me. I am hat superstitious. That's the only superstition I have is I'm hat superstitious. And then, you know, with musky, I have confidence flies. Sure. Like, like that fly looks great in the water, and I know I'm going to fish it better, but that's not superstition. That's I was going to go to that next. <coughs> flies? Yes. Mark, you. Superstitious? Just as hats. Do you it. care? Like, it doesn't matter yeah, to if you? If one's hot, I just leave it running. Yeah, I'm okay. happens, I'm the same way. My problem is, is my, my hot hat is a GoPro hat, and it is very heavy. <laughs> 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 That's my hot hat. All my muskies have been with the GoPro hat on. Why does your neck hurt so bad, Jim? I wear a GoPro hat every day. Yeah, it's weight forward. <laughs> weight forward. Weight forward. Like my lines. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is miserable to wear. That's great. So, uh, here's here's the next question about, you know, just simple questions about the beast. Like, what fly? What's going to be your first fly on the first day? Will it change? 
with condition. Yes. And w- are, are you just like, okay, no, this is my fly. This is the fly I'm going to fish. Like you said, the best at the, f- as soon as I know, I just know I'm going to fish this fly off rip roll or this is a big fly. I know I can haul and fish well in the beginning because I'm not going to fish it well uh, two days or a day, you know, two days from now at the end of the last day. What what goes what goes into your planning on that and everything? Uh, I'm gonna since we're gonna be on the river, I'm probably gonna start with a uh, single minnow, no tail. I mean feather tail, not a pacarini tail. Oh okay, I was gonna say no tail. You mean like a no tail on a game changer or no tail? <laughs> nope, just a uh, single minnow, probably pink. Hmm, because that's my jam. Sure. Yeah, he's not going to catch nothing. Like Pro- every other pink fly does. Probably right. You fish but it for I 20 don't minutes and I'm going to harp on him. I'm going to harp on him. I'm going to harp on him. And then I'm going to go to black. Well, okay. <laughs> and then what are you going to make him change to, Mark? I don't know. I don't do nothing until I see what the water looks like. It's easy as that. You just you're, you have no idea until you... What's that sun? What's that? What's yeah. the sun look like? What's the wind look like? Yeah. Is the water colored? Is it not? You have no idea what that clarity is going to be like till you're out there. How much light's coming through that early with the clouds and everything? Yeah, and that on determines the determines everything. On the river in October, it could be anything. Oh, I know. I've been on the river in October a few different times. Yeah, I mean, it could be it could be low and clear. It could be high and clear. It could be high and muddy. It could be low and muddy. You would have noticed. They must know somebody that like. When the beast of the east is usually there, if it's low, they usually bump it up to about three thousand. You're not paying attention to any. I know. I'm just. I know. I'm just saying. They must. Yeah. I know. I'm just. You know. I'm just teasing around. If they around can, it. yeah. They'll they'll they usually do. pump yeah. it up for they just will. a little bit, and, yeah. and it's been one day. It's usually yeah. great fishing. Mm-hmm. So, I I've been there when it was. Well, they can't take water away though. Therein right. lies the other side. So if, there, if it's going to be 7 to 13, you know, just might have yeah. to deal with 7 to 13. And there are times we've had uh, hurricanes park on top of us at the end of September, beginning mm-hmm. of October. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, hurricane works its way up from Florida, the Gulf, and, you know, we get six inches of rain and wind and stop, you know, who, who, who the heck knows? It looks like it might be an interesting hurricane season, too. Yeah, you're right. It's going to get real interesting. That water We need the water. 91 degrees down there. Yeah, that water is so hot down there. If a hurricane, when a hurricane comes through that Gulf area or even, you know, eastern Florida, that water is so warm. It's going to pick up so much strength. Like someone's going to get blasted. Hopefully it doesn't hurt anybody, but I'll take the water here. Uh, As far as (coughs) I like the early September high water scenarios. Uh, Especially for trout fishing. Trout in September? Oh, yeah. Pass. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) That's my my jam. Yeah, right on. I'm here for, uh, you're going to find us a surprise. Uh, Muskie? Yeah, sure. September? (laughs) Hey, hey. (laughs) To each their own. I'll be be around. Don't worry. But I do like that. I, I, and, and again, (laughs) they're, they, they hit in the same. If you're a trotty guy or you're a muskie guy, if you're throwing streamers for them, they're going to hit them about the same. They're they're very similar water temperature type of fish. You know, you're not going to fish them in the middle of summer. You're going to fish them in the fall. But we can, still have we can still fish musky ten degrees above what you can fish trout though. Sure, water temp. 
probably. I mean, yeah. 68's pretty much the cutoff for trout. 78's pretty much the cutoff for muskie, too. Upper limits. Yeah. Can't. It's a little warm, but if you're in a river, you can fish them. If you've but got you that know, oxygenated get, water. And you get some real high water, and yeah. it's going to be a lot better for them anyway. Mm-hmm. So you're not putting them back into a puddle. <laughs> that all I think matters, but... And, you know, high water on the Allegheny is not so bad because it could push those fish to the banks. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if you're going, geez, what was the, uh, and speaking of other fish that get caught, and, boy, it, like, in prizes for fish that aren't non-musky, uh, big, big, big brown trout get caught. Uh, big smallmouth get caught in that big river. Big pike? Oh, big pike. I mean, there, there's everything in there. Yeah. Uh, I got, I caught a 31 inch walleye, uh, on a, on a double Buford, uh, out of the river one year and, uh, one one biggest non musky and it's catch and release. So you can't, yeah, but she was a a sweet shore lunch. She was a huge, huge female that looked like she had pushed about a billion eggs through her. That's a big walleye. Yeah. It was awesome. It was an awesome fish to catch. It was an awesome fish to see. I thought it was musky. 31 inches, you know, that's already, you know, even a smaller musky size. Yeah. <coughs> but, you know, even that just had the same kind of big back and forth and, and kicking and I'm like, oh, gosh, fit, you know, and you're sure. in, in the river, all the current. I thought it was a musky right away. And then I'm like, oh, that's a giant walleye. And yeah, hell, hell of a fish to catch, though. Yeah, 31 inch walleye should win you biggest bycatch. Oh, it did. Yeah, it was awesome. There were three 31 inch walleye caught that year on the river. Wow. Yes. Were you the first? Yep. Right on. Booyah. Grande Real. Now that's that's going to be fun. The only uh, the only thing I'm worried about is, you know, last year was pretty crowded uh, in the tent on Saturday night. Like, it was, it was pretty crazy. And we're going to have three more teams this year. I think hopefully they make another tent or... And the hard part is for the drawing is Matt's trying to do his best and nobody, everybody just keeps jawing, right? And he's trying to yell out numbers and prizes. And there are drunk guys there, Jay, yeah. who doesn't even know his freaking numbers. <laughs> I tell you what the bad part is if we get weather. Yeah, that would be. And they can't move us inside, I don't think. No, how would you? There's no room. Yeah. It's packed in there. They'll have yeah. to lower the size of the tent and then it's going to get warm and Chris isn't going to be happy. I'll go stand in the rain. I'll be care. a big sweaty guy in there. I'm a big. Well, that's that's the my only gripe about the beast is I don't get to shower for four days, and I'm a fan of showering. Like I shower. I'm not. I shower at least once a day, sometimes twice a day. Eat more cheese. I don't understand the correlation. Plug yourself up, buddy. Keep your. Dude, it has nothing. Keep, to, keep your smells to yourself. Does cheese? Stop you from sweating? Stops you from shitting. Well, I know that, but that's not why I shower. That should be a main reason why you shower. You think I should shower after every time I poop? Oh, every time. I'm kidding. I was worried about you. (laughs) I really was. (laughs) Chris is in the outhouse just wiping himself down with wipes. (laughs) Head to toe. Full body. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's in there sweating. <laughs> He's Jim doing it for him. 
Jim, here's 50 bucks <laughs> in a bag of dude wipes. Yeah. <laughs> 50 <laughs> bucks is 50 yeah. bucks. Yeah. <laughs> you got me, brother? <laughs> Quit reusing the brown one. Uh, yeah, that's the only... So a couple years ago when it was so hot, I almost just got in the lake and with a bar of soap. <laughs> so there is a showering area that we have to do a little work on. And again... So much time is spent doing all these other crappy things that we have to do. Kids' birthdays, blah, blah, yada, yada. And not enough time gets spent with Dad and I up at camp. So, But we do have a showering area that could use a little work. But one year, PJ and I, you know, boiled some water, mixed it with some cold water, got enough water, got wet, shower, got lubed up, boom, a little more... <laughs> okay, I'm wrong cur- word. I'm, curi- <laughs> no, no. I'm curious as to how the PJ and I, who was doing what here? Oh, he was showering me. Don't worry. That was how it <laughs> anyway, uh, no, you know, you get, you know, shower up and, you know, just like a, like a little Mexican type shower, whatever you want to call it. That was probably very racist, but uh, <laughs> not probably. Know, no, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Just your little, you know, camp shower. Like, I was almost thinking about just getting one that you can hang. Yeah, they make those. Well, they make road showers you can put on the yeah, truck. Or exactly. Those, those it's very similar that to hang. that. This one yeah. has a like a burner that you could turn on, like the automatic uh, oh, wow. water heater and everything. But we, I didn't have it all turned on. Yeah, and I don't mind like uh, an ice cold shower. We Just, can make that happen this year if I'm, you would do it. Yeah, it's up to you. I'm in. Okay. Oh, I mean, if I can get a shower every day, I'm a different man. Well, Different we, can, man. we could probably make the shower happen. I can open the shower room. The other camp and us, like I said, we'll get that camp all opened up as well, and maybe we'll get all the shower stuff working this year. We'll have to, I'll have to figure this out. Maybe I'm, even in the next few weeks, if uh, uh, anybody in this room when they go spend a weekend, we could probably get it really working well. Yeah, I can do that. I'm. I mean, I'm no contractor. Well. But if, I used, but I used to work with, I used to work for a plumber, so I can. Well, there we go. I can plumb all day. Okay, that sounds good. Maybe we'll it's, it's really it easy to know if you do it wrong because water comes out where it's not supposed to. Sure, it's my favorite part of plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> we have two fifty-five gallon or yeah, fifty-five gallon Coke tanks. Oh yeah. Like from McDonald's that you could put pressure into, and then they just feed the pressure. And you don't even need to pressurize them; you can just raise them. Yeah. You know, if we if we no, they're all it's it's all it, it has like a whole system. It's it's oh. pretty sweet. It just brother, I got you. We Shower we just wise. need to fix it up. It needs a little more TLC. Why don't I bring my family up and you bring your family up? We'll go to camp and we'll fix the shower and the kids can stomp in the woods. Hmm. Sounds great. Let's let's plan that before the beast. Yes, we have a little little time. But again, if you want to take the showers, we can fix all that up. We need it. it it's like I said, it's just a tiny bit of TLC to do it. Um, it is a nice little camp area. I'm looking forward to having everybody up there. The guys from Cortland are coming up. Uh, we'll have Queen City Guiding. Our, my buddy Ryan Evans is still on my team with our buddy Justin Christofferson. I mean, you guys have your team is going strong. Uh, nobody's having weddings or skipping out. Um, I'm never getting married again. So. You know, you think I'm gonna go to a wedding over that? Oh, I did one year, Come but on. only for a good, good friend. There's, but there would only be one person that I would have to, and that would be my sister. And she had a 
Yeah, but like, no, you're not getting married that weekend. Or your daughter, <laughs> no. eventually. But she, I doubt she would she get would, married that weekend. No, she wouldn't either. She, she would do better. She, Dad's yeah. not going to be there. <laughs> no. Yeah. I. There is almost nothing non-medically emergency-wise that I would miss that weekend for. Nothing. Even the weekend I had to miss, I came up and saw you guys. Yeah, I don't even take trips during them few days. It's yeah. Off. No. I had to fly to Nevada at 5 a.m. Monday morning for a work conference, and I still made the beast work that weekend. Got to do it. It's it's something that uh, I don't think I'll ever miss. First team I was on was an awesome team as well. It was Chad, Chad Wild and I. Oh, uh, that'd be a fun team. Yeah, and it was awesome. And we were with uh, another uh, three guys that are all on the Drake as well with Chad that were just wonderful, Michael Cartagini. Uh, and a couple friends that he had, um, it was just it was just a great time. And and I never have been up there and not had a good time. I can't I wa- remember not ever having a good time up there. So. I wonder if we're gonna have any Wisconsin teams this year since they moved Treelands. I know I know Bam Bam's not coming. I haven't heard anything from Dan. Uh, but it'd be cool if we got like an Illinois team or a Wisconsin team. Yeah, I have no idea at all. I have no idea. <laughs> So Matt, it'd be really cool if you uh you know, let us know what teams were coming. Yeah, even the guys who started the Monster Mash, they were up there the first year as well. Jay Noel oh, yeah. and all them guys from uh uh up in Canada. Cool. So yeah, I mean just a cool tournament. Hey, to all the teams that got in, good for you guys. To all the teams that didn't get in, hey, next year, don't slack. Yeah. And uh all the teams that got in. Sorry. The shit talking starts now. Yeah, we're just gonna go ahead and win. I'm sorry. Uh, I that's that's the bravado I can bring right there. That's it. That is the that is the pinnacle of my shit talking, because it's musky fishing, and I can't back it up with anything, nothing. <laughs> Still waiting on the picture. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, Mark, please bring your phone. Bring your camera. Hey, I still I and I meant to text you before this podcast. On the next podcast, make sure your son is awake. We have. If we to call hear. him right away, he'll be right. Okay, he'll be awake. That's, that's it. So we're starting the next podcast. I'm writing it down right now. I'm calling Chris's damn wife, and we are talking about this muskie with this kid because you better. You only have one more week to train him on what to talk about. Oh, buddy, he's trained. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait. He's gonna tell he's you gonna how come to come on and be it. like, "What muskie? Mus? I don't know what a muskie is. <laughs> yeah, Dad's never caught one of those. <laughs> that's like Sasquatch. <laughs> hey, on that note. Mark, we're going to go out. Who's our sponsors? We got Yeti, Built for the Wild, Sims Fishing, A-Rex Hooks, Fresh and Salt Water, and we got Cortland Lines. Well, friends of the show, Ryan Evans, Queen City Guiding, Michael Davis at Down to Earth Wealth Management, Thomas Shank at Chippewa River Custom Rods, our friends over at Muskie's Fool. Hey, Bam, thanks for reaching out this week. That was uh, that was really cool. And our friends at the Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance, sponsors of the Beast, which we will be at, and hopefully everybody listening got into. Good night.